now. Hey, um, Joe, can you uh, get closer to your mic? You're real low. Yeah, I wasn't close at all. You better now? Uh, nah, it's a, a little better. You should probably take it out of your butt and then. <laughs> well, yeah. First of all, I like it in the butt. So. Hey, 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 so, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> definitely kind of plays off of the whole last time the first time you guys were gonna have me on i said i was gonna have a fart mic attached to my chair <laughs> yes earlier um we were riding down the road and my kids are like dad noah keeps putting the stylus in his mouth right and i'm like it's his stylus i don't freaking care and i was like i said well as long as it's not his butt i don't care and he goes <laughs> Joke's on you, Dad. It was there first. Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl. This week, I've got coming in Clutch Kali. What up? Freaking Xbox shill. Gonna take over my show. Freaking get on here and talk bad about Sony and all of its greatness. How dare you? Well, here on my defense, I will not take over your show as long as somebody besides the Xbox people show up to record. Touche, touche. Well, then guess what? (laughs) It was it was just as much your show as it was mine then. <laughs> so, and then we got Johnson Jam and Joe. I mean, at least we had a show last week that wasn't hey. like a recap episode. So there you we, go. That is true. we we silenced the haters for a week who were like, Here's- Oh, we got a new episode. This is old. What's yeah. going on? Look, those old episodes are gold. Okay. Oh, they are gold. They're pure gold. And the problem with the podcasting is that like there's not really a rerun incentive, you know? It's like once you once you heard it, it's at least for me, it's, there's not really like a reason to go back and listen to an old episode. And I would imagine a lot of our audience has changed over the years. So uh, a lot of guys and gals and guy gals have not actually heard some of the older stuff back when we were young and in our prime and you know half of us weren't here better looking had hair <laughs> yeah arcade, I don't know. arcade fight sticks in the background so and then we got mr marky mark what's up lucia uh, how's it going i thought when you were talking about xbox shills you were introducing me so i got like all excited and then i'm like oh wait <laughs> I'm not the Xbox shill. I'm like, okay, I'll just sit back. <laughs> well, look, I can't confirm nor deny the reach of Phil Spencer's pocket, his wallet, his uh, his purse. So who knows how many of you guys he's actually paying to get on here week after week and sell your souls for the Xbox lane pass. So uh, you might be the Xbox shill. I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't given me anything for free, so I'm not a shill. And I'm not on his Christmas card list yet, so... Yet, if you're listening, is. if you're listening, DM me, I'll give you my address. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, well, this is Loot Bros Podcast. It is a general video game, and sometimes we think we're funny podcast, 
Uh, glad you guys can make it. This week, we're going to be talking about Resident Evil 8 Village. We are going to do a bit of a spoiler cast. We're going to start off spoiler light, and then towards the end of it, we'll give you a nice, big, fat warning before we spoil the crap out of the game. Uh, everyone on the panel tonight has actually played the game. All the other nerds that didn't make it uh, can't beat real games. All they play is, you know, Rattalika trash. So they couldn't beat. No, I'm just kidding. No, nah. Tanner actually beat the game, but he just bailed because it's Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny when I say that after I missed last week. So <laughs> can't believe Dante's not here. I guess he wasn't supposed to be here today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, so, in t- in Tanner's defense, I think he said something about his weeb pillow um, becoming a little too deflated. His waifu pillow? Yeah. Waifu. yeah. I'll have to message yeah. him later on. I got some tips for keeping those uh, fresh <laughs> and uh, longevity. Oh, yeah. He, well, yeah, I used to I used to have a little bit where I would make fun of uh, his waifu pillows and uh, Frosty's husbando blankets. The material they use on that tapestry is very high quality, by the way. There you go. Yeah. You know, do you have to air dry those or do you machine dry them? Honestly, sure. machine sure. dry them on low heat just to like get like the deep moisture out of it. But then you want to like air dry the rest possibly. But don't no direct sunlight like clothesline hanging them because it's going to fade the color on them, which is going to yeah. mess with the stitching. It's there's some science behind it. <laughs> Oh, so, so it's kind of like it's kind of like taking care of a wrestling buddy. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Hulk Hogan and the uh, Ultimate Warrior. They still make friggin those, by the way. Randy you can still get new ones. You could power bomb your friggin' wrestling buddy. That was uh, dude. All right, funny story before we toast. My brother and I, we had like a wrestling buddy, and then we had like uh, one of those like two foot tall red power, like the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger buddies. And what we would do is we would watch wrestling in our living room. We'd pull out the uh, we pull out the pull out couch bed, and we'd be power bombing them and like slamming them, and then we'd wrestle each other. It was freaking awesome, dude. We were gonna be pros. There's still time. Batista wasn't a pro until he was in his mid to late thirties. Hey, same thing for DDP. He was like thirty six. Exactly. Yeah, came in. He, just, he came in as a, uh, an, a as a, a freaking manager. Yep. And look at them, yeah, world look champions, at Hall of Famers. Yoga, yeah. There's, there's hope. Hey, speaking of, so like one of the reasons why I've been out the past few weeks is because I've got like a little bit of a recording gig going on, and I've been doing some recordings for uh, local bands. One of those bands, um, the vocalist, is a uh, what do you call? He's an amateur professional wrestler. His brother wrestles in the um, in the uh, indie circuit around here in the southeast. And just a few weeks ago, he did a uh, tag team match with his brother. It was it was awesome. So I'm basically what I'm getting at is I am working on the uh, album of a metal vocalist slash professional wrestler. I thought you were saying what I'm working on is an end, so you can finally have a wrestling match. <laughs> hey, that's on the bucket list, dude. I told him too. I was like, hey, you ever want somebody to get on the mic and freaking talk trash? You know what I'm saying? You need a manager. I would do it because I tried to go to Bob Keller's school for wrestling back in the day before I had kids, and my wife put the kibosh on that one. She's like, no. Nope. <clears throat> Something about steroids and having a little jammy already. Like, uh, she, I didn't need any help. <laughs> She's like, no, no, you gotta, nope, you gotta pick your battles. 
<laughs> so yeah, I was like, all right, sure. I guess you can't you can't have them all. But yes, that's on the list. You know, uh, full length album, a nice little record record deal, um, some professional wrestling time. Shoot, I would take an elbow drop, something, five knuckle shuffle. Let me sell an RKO. Let me show you how it's done. Any other wrestling terms we can throw out for Collab oh. before we get going? <laughs> I was just like, I know, I was like, did we hit the quota? I was like, doing the math in my head. I was like, all right, we're at the quota. This isn't not the quota. No. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Because Stone Cold said so. All right, let's get into the toast. <laughs> if you smell what I'm cooking. So this week's toast is a, is a bit of a, a mixed bag. Uh, last week, I wasn't able to be here. I really wanted to, but we were finishing up vocal sessions for the band cleansing of the temple. Um, and so, uh, CJ, good friend of the show, good friend of all of us in the podcast and the former host of push to plat has decided to join the loot bros podcast full time. Uh, he's sitting out this week because he has not finished resident evil eight. So we made him go to timeout for being a bad fan. So in typical loot bro fashion, the first or second week in you call out, so uh, he's he's doing his due diligence to try to be a, a, a contributing member uh, to the bench, you know, sitting out. So uh, CJ joined. I'm super excited about it, Kalai. I was really glad you and uh, CJ did the episode together last week because as a fan of both of you, I got to sit back and listen to it. And even though you had all that Xbox poop out your mouth, <laughs> it was still a good show. <clears throat> and I appreciated it. So we're going to toast to that, adding CJ to the mix. I look forward all the fun and nonsense that's going to come out of that. Um, we're going to be toasting Resident Evil 8 Village being an absolute masterpiece. I don't care what Levi says. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. So he didn't like the first 15 minutes of it? Yeah. You know, you got to get that first 15 minutes. Um, and then uh, the last would be those big, juicy AMC stocks. Uh, Daddy's... <laughs> Daddy is um, retiring next week. I got them diamond hands. We're going to hold, hold, hold. And then we're going to freaking stick it to the hedgies. I'm going to cash out big. I'm going to podcast full time, baby. Here we go. Wait, wait. Can I add to it? Sure. I'm sorry. You forgot one important thing. We got a toast to Lucia, Mark himself, coming on the podcast to do this wonderful cast with us. I'm being toasted? We also, yes! have, we also have to toast. We have to toast a birthday, a very important fan birthday in our group. It was JT's, oh, the, it was JT's right. birthday this week. Oh yes, that's right. Happy birthday, JT! Shout out to the man himself, JT. There you go. Hey, you know what? And we're gonna we're gonna throw one more sh- uh, shout out on there. One more toast because your boy JT finally, after all these years of heckling me, said, "You know what? You were right." He got in the Facebook group and said, "You know what, Resident Daryl? You were right." The five. Game list is a good idea. <laughs> after he fought you on that for so long, after he fought it for so long, everything I do, every every decision I've made, every everything I've said, and on this podcast for years, JT has heckled me, and I was like, you know what, JT, one day you're going to come around, you're going to understand, you're. And I'll be here to to welcome you with open arms and say, I forgive you. <laughs> you hear that, JT? He, he saw the light. Hallelujah. That's right. I forgive you. As he took his <laughs> minus 13. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yep. And you know what? Speaking of, 
forgiving. You know, Jared, I forgive you as well. Even though you haven't apologized <laughs> for all of your wrongdoings, you know, you know that the big bad list is a big bad idea. And everybody who goes hard in the paint and adds more than five regrets it. So, yes, you're welcome. I forgot to post when I beat games because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> I work so much and I'm just playing so many games in my free time that I'm like, I just now realized, oh, my God, I had a list of games. Yep. I was like, well, oops, you still got time. <laughs> yeah, I got to go in you there and update. Make good on that. So, yeah, that's what's up. Hey, Lucia, since you are the guest of honor, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been playing? Oh, well. Not Resident Evil 8, because I already finished it. Booyah. As, what am I playing? Uh, so, a lot of things. Um, mainly on the Switch, I am playing Octopath Traveler, because it was on Game Pass Ultimate for console and PC. And I realized, I really want to play this on the Switch so I can play on the go. But I don't buy digital on the Switch, unless it's digital only. So, I had to hunt down a physical copy of the game. And I did so. So, I've been playing that. Uh, also, to add to my Nintendo collection, I actually found a new 2DS XL because, nice. yes, the one with the black and like the nice little like weird neon blue around the corners of it. Yeah, that's a really nice model. Yeah. And Wait, I've been playing Yokai Watch. So before you move oh, on, uh, yes. I want to hear your, I want to hear your impressions on Octopath Traveler because I am also currently playing it. And I find there's some issues with the game as far as like story goes. But there's also some issues with like how money management works in yeah. the game. So there's some glitches in for money, which I don't mind depending on what characters in your party, but my main gripe is grinding the levels to actually progress the story. I like the idea of you get to jump around like, oh, do this character's chapter two story, then, you know, go unlock more characters. I like the kind of openness to it, but you lose a lot of the pacing of the story is horrible because you have to go grind like 20 to 30 levels to start like chapter three from chapter two well it, it's the way they the way the game was kind of meant to be played is you were kind of supposed to play like chapter one of everybody first because then the levels would all sync it, up it and then still doesn't two. it still does you're still uh, unless you're spending some time grinding when you get to like the chapter three and chapter four time frame even if you do everyone's like chapter two and then you want to go to chapter three you still have to do a lot of grinding just to do chapter three and then even after that you to go to chapter four if you do everybody's you're still going to be a few levels behind because you can only have four characters with you at once yeah it's crazy how long that game is yeah i'm i'm like 80 hours into it i'm on chapter three with everybody that i'm i'm at 50 and i'm on chapter two so yeah i get you there yeah and all my characters around like level 24 25 yeah it's it's a pain that's why i'm chipping away at it this is like my slow burn game because it's an RPG. It's filling the void when I don't want to, like, I don't have a whole day to play games. No, I think the combat's definitely more rewarding than, like, Bravely Default, though, where, like, they actually make you think about the weaknesses and the strengths. Yeah, I already stopped playing Bravely Default, too. I love it. It's a fun game. I stopped playing about 20 hours in. I'm like, you know, I'm play Octopath Traveler. And then, because, you know, so that that's a, it's a good game. Everyone should try it. If you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass, by the way. For PC and the Xbox, but you see how that worked out. You're the second person I've heard that has said, "Oh, that's on Game Pass. Let me go buy it on the Switch." Because I want to play it on the go as well, but I'm still playing it on PC. 
It's installed on my Xbox One X and my Xbox Series S also. Hey, I played um, Outriders. I played the first hour so or two so on uh, on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Buying it on PlayStation. <laughs> oh, so you can play with nobody? <laughs> I, don't, I don't play with anybody anyways. I know, but trust me, when you beat that game, there's like it turns into like really good co-op elements later on that you can do when you finish it. And you're going to want to play with someone who's, dare I say, amazing at it. I don't want to name any names, but his name is Mark. Because um, that's also like, I have been playing Out- Outriders also because I finished like the main story and now I'm just doing all like the co-op stuff and whatever those other game modes are for it. And I don't know what else I'm playing. I think that's I've played a lot of mobile games, even though they don't count as mo- like video games, apparently. But there's like a My Hero Academia mobile game, and I've been playing that for like two weeks now, nonstop at work. But mobile games don't count, apparently. I mean, hey. To each his own. Some of these, it could be worse. You could be playing Xbox. <laughs> I am actually. I I have four Xboxes. Thank you very much, and they all work. <laughs> I've owned four. Only one worked. I've owned three PlayStation fours, and two of them died. That's unfortunate. I have four in the house right now, and they are all very much alive and strong. Well, want, speaking of, you want to send me your five? Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, Mister AMC stock. You got the big bucks now. I mean, I know, the, you you just you wait. Know. I'm, a, I'm once I cash out, I'm freaking buying multiple PlayStation fives. You better buy I'm, your son one. I'm trying, dude. I really am. It's, like, it's very. Like, it's very that's got to happen. Like he wants one so bad, like, dude. He saved up almost four hundred dollars already. Wow, dude, that's that's legit. Like if I was, come on, man, you got to make it he's happen. He's ten. Use dude, that, that AMC cash out. Cash out a little bit of that AMC stock. Just trying, buy one man. on buy buy one on the black market. Just get it done, dude. I hit. Hey, if Daddy hits it big, I'll go ahead. I will buy one from a scalper. I I'm, I know a guy right now. Right, this past Saturday, tried to sell me brand new in the box with um MLB twenty one and Returnal nine hundred twenty five dollars disc PS five. Wow, that's, wow, it's that's crazy expensive. By you, especially Over with here. MLB the Show being on Game Pass. <laughs> wow, wow, this guy. You mean demo pass? You Pretty demo much. it there, and then you buy it somewhere else where you'll actually play it. Wow. Why do you hurt me? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe, what have you been playing? Uh, so a lot of different things this week. Uh, I played a lot of Octopath Traveler because I had to get my car. I had to get like all like all this stuff done in my car, so like I sat at the dealer at the um, Pet Boys for like a long time. I need new tires, need a rotation, all this crap. So I was there for like half the day. So I played a, a good amount of Switch while I was there. And I was testing out like out in the open my uh, Spotify grip versus the um, Zen Grip Pro versus the uh, controller grip. I don't know if you've seen both of them, Mark. Like the one where you can like put the screen into the lock and it locks in, but you can play it with the Pro Controller on the go versus like using the Zen Grip Pro. The Zen Grip Pro is like my go-to. Wait, what is so? It's like a is it like that weird thing where like people can attach controllers to their like phones? You could just do that with a switch now. Yeah, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link for that one, and I'll send you the link for this for the Zen Grip Pro. Because I I've seen the Zen because I have one of the Zen Grip ones for the Switch Lite. I like it better for the big the big boy. Yeah, that's Hmm. that's my that's my uh. That's my zone. That's how I play my Switch. I can't play without the grip anymore. I just can't. Because you get the, like that crab hand, like you're playing Kid Icarus Uprising on a 3DS. And I just I just don't ever want to experience that feeling again. 
So Hey, uh, you want to know about a feeling I like to experience? When I get a trophy! It make you lose control. <laughs> wow, wow! I remember when I used to hunt trophies. <laughs> Some might even say I was a mistress of the night for trophies. There you go. I remember when the rest of the show used to, too. Oh, now we just get achievements can... both in life and in video games, and they're both equally rewarding. Back. Yeah, I will. I will forgive you as well. I will never come back. Come on back. You can't the dark make me. Side. Oh, by the way, Daryl, I bought a Vita. Oh, I found one I found in yes. the wild in the box. One fifty. I had bought it because it. like in the wild, wild, like in a store or like yeah, in a store, like in a mom and pop shop. It was just sitting in a box, and, it, and they had it listed as a PSP. And oh. I was just like, let me get that. You don't know what you have. That would have know what they have. Oh, dude, that would have given me such a rush. Like when I bought my PSP Go not too long ago, like I had like this rush of excitement. Like I was doing drugs. I was like, oh, freak, yes, I found you in the wild. You are mine. That's what I was doing. I was like pacing because it was in a display case. I was pacing back and forth. Beyonce comes up because she's looking because it's like a mom pop shop. So they have like. Music, movies, books, comics, toys, electronics, you name it. And I'm just pacing back and forth in front of the display case, like angry pacing. And I'm like, I got to get that. What if it's wrong? What if they, like, I bring it up to register, like, it's $300. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's a Vita. She's like, yeah, isn't that what you want? Because you're the one broke. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, why don't you get it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, what if it's missing stuff? What if it's, what if it's actually just the box and the Vita's not in it? And she's like, just get it. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, Mm. And I'm like, and I asked him, I was like, yeah, could you just hold this for the register for me? I'm like, can I just like look at it real quick? And I was like holding the box and like the box was mint. And I was like, oh. and like, then like no one was looking. So I kind of like smelled the box, but she caught me <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I was like, this smells like the most Dude. underrated handheld ever made. <laughs> yes. this, this smells like when, you know, it's raining for like a week straight. And then like you get that nice sunny day and all the flowers are out and everyone's happy. And instead of you going outside, you're playing a Vita. That's what it smells like. Yes. Yes. And it was like the ha- it was like my favorite purchase of the last three years because I've missed the Vita so much. I don't, I don't even know if I want to open it, though, because like it's in there. But like it's it's almost like it's new because it still has the instructions. Everything's in the box. And it was like, it, it, you know, how you can tell when you rebox something, it looks like wonky yeah. this like looked like it was still just like someone opened it to make sure it was there dude i still got my box for my vita sitting beside me on the shelf oh. everything in there is mint and pristine i have five vitas <laughs> i have i have a friend that works for sony and he was like yeah you might want to buy a couple years ago he's like you might want to buy an extra backup vita because uh i think they're gonna go up in price and i was like okay so i bought one i bought the blue one from japan so i have a mm. second one Yes. Uh, yep. I love that blue so much. I know. My husband was like, you know, you don't need a second beat up. But I was like, but it matches my eyes, honey. I need it. It's an accessory. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, like, we go together. Ridiculously expensive now. The yeah, they are. They're like through the roof. It's like, I looked the other day and I was like, 350 I was like, and then I saw one for 525 and I was like, what? Yes, Look at the dude. American 2DS and 3DS market right now. 3DSs are going for the same price as a new non-black yep, market yep. digital PS5. Yep. yep. I have. I have. Well, you know why though, right? You know what they can do that other systems can't, right? Yeah, you can pack them. You can R4 card them. Yeah, and, and like those are so easily readily yeah. uh, like they're readily available everywhere. Like you can walk in a pawn shop and get one. 
Like they, they just sell them everywhere now. So yeah. that's why like the people like hacking those, they're like the best system to hack. They're the best. They're one of the best systems to play like old Nintendo and like super Nintendo games on. And they have like no frame skips or anything. Like, I'm not going to hack my Vita. I'm not going to hack any. Like, nope. Me it's got to be, no. it's got to be. Cause like I have a friend who has a hacked Vita and he's like, you could hack it. This. I'm like, I have so many Vita games already. I don't need to. Yes. And he's like, yeah, but then you can play PlayStation Classics. I'm like, I have PlayStation Classics that I bought on the PlayStation Store. Yes. I don't need to. Because, like, I have... Not like the Vita, because I have the PlayStation TV. I have the white one and the black one. Oh, but, I like, the black one. It's not the same. Like, you can't play any, like, year one Vita games because any of the gimmick games won't work right. on the on it. So I'm like, no, oh, really? I can't play... Yeah, you can't... That. Yeah, any of the gimmick, like, stuff, Uncharted, yeah. anything with touchscreen from the front or the back panel or anything like that won't... It even says on it, like, a lot of the year one Vita games don't work on the PlayStation TV. It's disappointing seeing how, like, you have a touchpad on a PS4 controller. It's kind of yeah, well, ever. don't forget the PlayStation TV came with a PS3 controller if you That's bundled right. it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest with- mistakes I ever made was selling my, my second PS TV. When I bought my Switch, I, I sold what? Oh, my God, I got another trophy. Um, I traded in. To this, like back when the so when the f- switch was first came out, it was so freaking hard to find, and uh, at least here, anyways. And so I, I wanted to have one, and I was like, "There's a local store that had one," and they were, of course, it was pretty pricey. And they're like, uh, "Man, you got any Vita stuff? We'll make a deal." And I was like, "You know what? I got doubles and triples of everything." <laughs> and then I was like, "I got this PS TV," and they gave me. God, 50 or 60 bucks for it which is you know more than what i paid for it i was like yeah sure i can do that and then like shortly after dude it was like within the year like PSTVs were a hundred dollars i'm like ah, oh, god yeah. dog it that was stupid I, I scooped up the white one i forgot i don't know what it was a big retail chain it might have been a Best Buy or something they were like oh no it was gamestop they're like oh yeah this week's super sale clearance playstation tv is 19.99 i'm like done i was like how many do you have they're like we have one i'm like mine dibs i did i did that i bought for like 39 dollars. i think it was i bought the uh lego movie collection it had the controller the code for lego movie and um oh PS2. yeah i remember that one yeah yep. that was that was they i will say this out of all the companies sony had some nice bundles for oh, stuff yeah. that wasn't the actual playstation itself yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty. Very, very I'm true. I'm just saying I finally want a PS5 because I had it. I had one pre-ordered at launch, and then one of my, I I let my friend buy it off me. Cost I don't need to mark it up. I'm not a douche to yep. friends, anyways. And I was like, now it's like months later. I'm like, I kind of want a PS5 now. And then everyone's like, we haven't been stuck, but it's a bundle, and it comes with all sorts of stuff, and you have to spend like eight hundred. I'm like. I don't want any of that trash. Unless you have a PS5 version of Call of Duty Ghosts that come with it. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> uh, I've been playing some of that lately. Dude, I, ha- I, so I have been, it too. So what I've been playing, I've been playing Call of Duty Ghosts storyline, actually. Oh my gosh, so good. That is the best Call of Duty storyline I've ever played. Like, it's, hands down. Thank you. Wow. We're best friends. phenomenal game. I'm, I'm playing it and I'm like, why are the levels so diverse? Why do they never do this going yes, forward? Yes, yes. You're invited to the so wedding. You're yes. Right <laughs> you just made the list. The levels are so diverse. Yes, it's, it's they like, are. It's awesome. Like, I was like, I'm playing through it the other night, and I'm talking to Corey. I'm like, 
how did I miss this gem of a game? I've been preaching this game since it came out. Same. Spa- okay, a headshot through the visor of someone in a spacesuit, the pop, and then the blood on the visor. It was just felt so god darn good. I was like, why is this so cool? I didn't want to ruin it for you, so I'm not gonna. But play that campaign to the end, and then just play it there. again. Just play it again, and then you'll realize why all of us keep saying we want more ghosts. We yes. want a sequel. We want to. Never gonna happen now. Yep. I'll make it happen. Now, now that Daryl's got that that AMC money, he can go start his own I, studio. Dude. Hey, I would too. Hundred percent. Green light. You're gonna green light ghost. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in there. Kickstarter for it. Kick the door open at Activision. Be like, all right, mother liquor. Here we go. Ghost two. <laughs> like, like, so this is just five hundred dollars in once. It's like, please leave. It's like, no. So. This week is also the happiest week of the of the month every week because it's new game week, guys. And we got a whole bunch of new games on PlayStation now, and we yep. got a few new games on PlayStation Plus. Yep. So your boy had to download them all, check them out, so I could talk about them on the show. So I actually downloaded Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate. So Frosty would probably be happy with me. Uh, so I played it's still, that. It's still a Street Fighter. It's still a Street Fighter. It's still, it's still, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Street, Fighter. street fighter's not even street fighter anymore it's not oh my god it's not he'll he'll, he'll praise it till he's till he's in the grave but yeah. he knows he knows the truth he knows mortal kombat's better come at me frosty you know mortal kombat's a better franchise that, i don't that... think i don't think frosty actually listens to this show oh he does because oh, oh, he, he does. made a comment about our mary f kill segment Oh, okay. <laughs> I know he listens to the show. Well, <laughs> well, if he's listening, yes, Mortal Kombat is better than Street Fighter, and then Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is better than both of them. Booyah! That is the that gospel. is a damn good game. I wish they would have not been so weird with the character selection, but the yes. game itself is absolutely phenomenal. And now Chun Li and Ryu are in there, and they have Ranger forms. Yeah, but that has that ties in with the comics, which is fine with well, me. Well, it ties. They have a mobile game by the same developer. Yeah. And I looked at how they're releasing characters and I'm like, okay, they're picking the top ones that come out each like X amount of quarter on the mobile game. And those are the ones that end up getting put on the fighting game. So I'm like, all right. I was like, but it's the best fighting game. It's a great game. It's underrated. The story was great. I wish there was more to the story. I wish they had like more like follow up. I wish they would do a sequel, honestly. They uh, Okay, so I'm a fan of the Power Rangers comic book from Boom Studios. I have all every, actually every single issue with variants and all the trades and they followed up until a certain part for it because when they were making the game, the Shattered Grid storyline that the game was based off of was done. But the next major arcs, like the aftermath ones, weren't, weren't published. Yet. Yeah, so Enway yeah. didn't have the knowledge for what Kyle Higgins was writing because Kyle Higgins helped. He wrote the comic and he wrote the game. He yeah. left as the writer right after that, so it was kind of like they had a new writer, so they didn't have any of the information. I assume, like they could easily add, you know, story DLC with all the characters they're adding. I don't know, but it was such. a the story was pretty uh really good and i wish there was more to it um i mean since the last time i've been on the show i played sonic racing all or all-star racing whatever the new one was it's go. actually sonic great sonic team racing Sonic team racing that's what it's called it's actually not a bad game it's just weird the way that the game works is it's not you getting first place it's your team has to like get in the top three or the top because it goes by team points not just your points 
So like you could be the best driver, but if your your computer your computer AI sucks or you don't like help him drift to the front, then you're screwed. So you gotta so, use that slingshot move from uh yeah, Talladega Nights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shake and bake. That's what's called. Time for the slingshot. Slingshot engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing. Last. I, I played that. I went and got some cheap, easy trophies in uh, yes. Capcom, Capcom Arcade, whatever the hell it's called, Stadium. I don't know if you did that yet, Daryl. You can not yet. Capcom. I downloaded it. But... Yeah, so you can beat. You can get like seven trophies in like a minute. Oh yes. So you can you can pop them all day, all night. I played Slay, Slay the Spire, and again, I feel like that was a rental pass for me for Slay the Spire because now I'm going to go buy it on Switch. There you go. It's amazing on Switch, and if you like that, there's always Monster Train. That's not on Switch, though, is it? Oh, no. No, it's not. But it's on PC and Xbox. Can I play it on... Is it on Steam? Yes, I believe it is. It's also on Xbox. Yeah, I'd rather kill myself. (laughs) I mean, it's a little extreme. (laughs) Is it, though? I mean, no, it's not. I mean... PlayStation for life, yo. That's right. PlayStation or death. <laughs> I, I've been playing Jump Force, and oh. uh, yeah, it's Jump Force. It's an amazing fighting game. Other than that, it's Jump Force. I mean, the story's convoluted and all over the place, and like I don't really care, so I just keep skipping cutscenes. But it's like forever friggin' long. Like each chapter takes like two hours to like beat, and then there's unskippable cutscenes, and I'm like, kill me now. Because it just takes the story from, like, Dragon Ball Z, Xenoverse, and, like, recycles it, kind of. And I'm like, this is kind of sad. Yeah. Like, I'm it's, like, it's... It's good, though. It, 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 it's long, it is, but it's a good it's, game. It's good. It's fun. It's a very, very fun game, though. And I, I definitely want to, like, clean up trophies on it when I'm done. I think I'm, like, 35% of the trophies, and I'm, like, on Chapter 9. So it's just, like, stacked until I get to my next list, because I can't beat it before this list is done. Now, does that have any of the DLC included with it on PlayStation? You're playing it, PlayStation it, Now, or yeah, I'm playing on PlayStation Now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, have any DLC included, which which sucks. But it is what it is. Um, if you have a Switch, um, you can get the Ultimate Edition. I think for twenty nine ninety nine, and it has all the DLC except for two My Hero characters. I don't know if I'd really go back and buy it again. Maybe I don't know. I I, I did buy um, I did buy the One Piece um. Pirated Pirates Warriors because I love Warriors yeah. games so and I I really enjoyed that uh and then then it's time for our uh, Hyrule Warrior update uh I am now two hundred and thirty five hours into Hyrule Warriors Definitive Hyrule Edition Warriors. Link Jesus. is level Link is level one hundred eighty two and I have beaten only still beaten one adventure map and I'm almost ninety percent on the second one so we're just chipping away ever so slowly. Ever, ever so slowly. But I'm that's a lot of hours. (laughs) You know what though? It's an amazing I love Warriors games, and that one just has so much to do. Um I'm also playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, but I don't like it as much. And the story is kind of story is really good, uh, because it builds off of the war that happens before like the Calamity War that happens before Breath of the Wild, which no one in this podcast really gives a crap about besides Clyde. I have, only. I have the Breath of the Wild Collector's Edition unopened. Do you like? Do you like Breath of the Wild? Or I, I never opened it. See, <laughs> so I, on this panel, the only person who actually like played enough of the game to really like give a great opinion on it is probably Kalai and myself. Um, and I still haven't even played that much. I played for like 30, 40 hours, and I've just found the game kind of boring. 
The only reason why I haven't played it is because I'm going to wait closer to the sequel coming out and then I'll play it because I'm hoping maybe there'll be like a deal on the expansion pass on the eShop and that I, mean, I can not, play through everything. It's not bad. The expansion pass is only like 24 bucks. It's really not that bad and it really helps fix a lot of the flaws in the game with like you being able to like trace your steps in the map and know where you've already been versus where you haven't been. Because that's like a pain in the butt. Like when you like think you've been somewhere, but you can't tell because this rock looks the same as this rock and this wall looks the same as this wall. And that's like one thing where like when you're when you're building a uh, a world that that's ex- that's that expansive, it's kind of hard to like make everything look original unless yeah. you're like unless you're Bethesda and you make everything look original, but none of it fucking works. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, so because you like where how would you compare the Hyrule Warriors to like the uh, Fire Emblem Warriors? Because that's the only most recent american released warriors game that i played okay um so uh hyrule warriors if you've a definitive edition plays more like uh og hyrule warrior or, or og dynasty warriors where it's pretty much just skinned characters and they don't really have any specialty to them whereas like fire emblem warriors and hyrule warriors age of calamity they actually have the characters have like distinct features and distinct characteristics where yeah. they're not just they're not just like skinning Lubu and calling him like a, a different character name. Okay, because I, I played Fire Emblem. I didn't play any of the Hyrule ones, but the Hyrule ones visually look really appealing to me. The Definitive Edition's really good. Like it's got like it's like a thousand hours to hundred percent it. Like literally yeah, that's not it's daunting. Happen. It's daunting. But to just beat the main game, it's it's like a it's like a 30, 35 hour game, 25, 35 hour if, game. It's it's it was a good it was a good adventure. Um it's funny though, because like I didn't beat it till this year, and I've been playing it for three years, and like I didn't realize I never beat the last mission. I just went and did adventure maps and never went back and got the last mission. But like when you beat when you beat all the levels, Mark, you have to go back and like play them all in like very hard and like legendary, and like then you have to get like golden skulltulas on those difficulties, and it's like it's a pain in the ass because like a lot of if, you me- if you mess up like one thing on a level, you like like waste twenty minutes of time, and it's like you gotta do it all over again. It's but I enjoy I enjoy the grind, and it's it's something I could just play while like listening to podcasts which is like my favorite thing to do is just like yeah. listen to podcasts and play games so i can do both at the same time with that like a lot of games i can't do that so i, I would say um the new hyrule warriors takes a lot of what they did with uh fire emblem warriors and adapts it so like you know how you could take your your units and like tell them to go to different bases and take over things like that all started with that game and dynasty warriors i believe nine and like that's where they started eight. I'm sorry, and eight. That's yeah, because eight had yeah. empires eight, also. Yeah, well, it, well, that's where it really came from. It came from empires, and then they started taking the stuff from empires and just putting it in the main game because people were like, "Why can't you? Why can't we have this feature where we can send units to bases so we don't have to walk every single unit there by hand?" And they were like, "Oh, that's a great idea." Well, and I then, feel like Warrior Games. I do. Uh, I, I on Amazon because I'm big into like Tokusatsu, so like Godzilla, Ultraman, Kamen yeah, Rider. Yeah, yeah. There's so many Common Rider like Dynasty Warrior ripoff games that come out. I played I played the Common Rider one uh that came out like it's like two or three years ago. I played that one. Yeah. I haven't played the most recent one, but I played those and they I'm actually have them in English now on I know, regular Amazon. Amazon. You don't have to go to Amazon Japan or import. They actually have them on just regular Amazon now. Yeah, it's funny. Like regular Amazon's getting a lot of import stuff now, and Play Asia's yeah. trying to like fight back against it because they're like, "Yo, you're taking away our customers." But I know I have a shelf full of like do. all my import stuff, and I was like, "Wait, these have English menus and English subtitles, and it's on regular Amazon." Like I got the most well, recent it, one for PS4 for thirty eight dollars with Prime shipping. Well, it's funny because you know how like most Japanese games are made in English anyway. Yeah, because uh, the Singapore market is 
English is basically their one hundred percent. So that's so why, like, and, and they have a lot of English people. They have a lot of people from America that live there too. So it's like they cater to multiple audiences at the same time. Plus, they teach English there, like yeah. primarily. Daryl like will appreciate this. Show. This is why I have a PS4 because I have a Singapore PlayStation account, oh, and yeah. I buy a Singapore PlayStation Singapore. Network cards. And I, the last Sing- game I played and I loved was Days Gone, and I got it. Fairly oh, cheap. Got the Singapore yeah, version on the digital on the digital store. It cost me like nice. nine nine dollars US, and it was still like forty bucks here. He's singing. He's Singapore stacking over there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, mm. I'm Euro stacking pretty that hard. Right could be his new name. He's the Singapore stacker. It's there you go. It's my I don't know what their currency is called, but I have three hundred of it in my PlayStation wallet. Jesus. And I've already spent about one hundred eighty. So I had I had almost five hundred of their currency in my playstation wallet and then i bought common rider memory of heroes days gone i even bought the last of us part two and it came out to like 13 dollars us because it was during like one of the big holiday sales and then before we move on to what kalai is saying i have to i have to pour one out because we got a delay this week that hurt me deeply um they announced that the ninja turtle game that we're supposed to get this year is being delayed so we don't know when it's coming out it doesn't it doesn't necessarily say it's not coming out this year but it is delayed uh which which makes me sad i hope it's delayed because we're going to get a last ronin video game no that's i i would love to get one but if we're going to get a last ronin game like i feel like the people who do like arkham have to do the game yes i want like that kind of like open world did did you read uh issue three yet no okay i won't talk i won't yeah it's absolutely phenomenal absolutely phenomenal honestly i haven't read it because i don't know which cover i want to touch with my hands to read it i have two of them and i have two more coming in the mail and i and i don't want to buy anymore because every time i buy like multiple covers i feel like i'm taking another chance for someone else to buy it away and it's like really hard right now to find them so yep i don't want to be too greedy with like my last ronin collecting because i'm greedy with all my other ninja turtle collecting so it's like i don't want to I don't want to be greedy where I don't have to. My be. goal like, is to just carry them in my laptop bag whenever I go to work or this and that. Just every copy from one, two, and three, all the variants. And just in case I do bump into Eastman again, I'll be like, hey, do you have a marker? You <laughs> I'll put into them. I, I am not far from IDW Studios. Oh my God. Go knock on the door. He'll probably just be like, yeah, hey, Were you in the group chat when I sent the photos of IDW? Like they were closed for the day? No. Oh, I'm gonna have Would to. You, go, uh, you went over there? Yeah, I go. I'm over like there every week, every Sunday, because oh. there's a market over there that I go get like grow like shopping at and get food. I heard, and I stuff. heard he's really nice, and I heard if he, yeah, always super he'll, nice. He'll sign stuff. I've met him yeah. a few times at conventions, and I've met Laird, and they're both super nice. And I am so happy that they got to work together on this, and I yeah. hope that this bridges a gap and they do something together. I know that they're supposed to be helping on a lot of the new projects as far as like the Netflix stuff and the new movie that um, Rogan's working on. And- yeah. Cause I think, Ugh. no, Daryl's you were there for the photo. Fo- you were there when I sent the photo. Yeah. No. Cause it's like a comic book museum. Yeah. And then yep. upstairs is actually IDW studios. And Eastman actually has a replica of his original art studio, like office in the museum area. Oh, and that's then, so cool. Yeah, and they have like um a big huge life-size statue of Leonardo from the Michael Bay movies right in front in the lobby. Oh, cool. Um I mean I I, I plan to I plan to go to San Diego probably yeah. next year. I would I was uh, going to go this year. I was going to go it, It's in Point Loma. It, it's it's nice. 
But yeah. no one else go there and walk around. I'm not stalking Eastman for signatures. <laughs> Awesome. From every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So Just yeah, walk up uh, and down the sidewalk. Kali, what have you been playing this week? I actually got to play games again, finally. Yeah. Uh, starting to heal. I got to play Monster Hunter. I got to level 7. I'm a level 7 hunter, which means I'm at the start of the end game. Uh, I don't know how far you are, uh, Joe. Is that is that... Uh, level seven online or offline? Uh online. Okay, okay. Well, because well, you know, there's two ranks, so I I didn't uh, know which one you were. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go back and play single player because Jim's almost beat every single player quest, but I just hadn't gotten a chance to. I ju- I just cleared all the the rank three single player stuff, and I want to go back and play online, but. I've just been grinding like gear sets and just like buying all the different gear sets and like I'm still using like the original gear because like I just maxed it out and I'm like unstoppable. So it's like I had started with that idea in mind, but all my friends got way ahead of me because of the fact that I had to take a rest with my arm, and so then I just power through it everything so I can get online and play play uh, games with them. Whatever, I'll be home tomorrow if you want to play. Uh, yeah, I think we are playing tomorrow. Uh, we will be playing tomorrow. I'll have to get you on our uh, Discord server. Let's go. Uh, yeah. It's like how no one invites me to play Monster Hunter. Wow. You, I oh, know. Totally feel left out over here, too. God, dog. Well, okay, Mark, do you want to play Monster Hunter with us? I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> do, Honestly, do you play? I, I, I haven't played it in so long. I don't even know. Where, I just played single player a lot, so I have no idea. Like, I haven't. I think I haven't played it since like two weeks after it came out i just other games in this net so it's like i don't even remember where i left off or what i was doing yeah well i got my husband into it so like we sit next to each other and play or our latest thing is i play upstairs and he plays downstairs so we get on discord and turn on our cameras so we can see each other so we don't feel <laughs> like we're separated They're, that's that's your marriage tip of the day there you uh, go if you, if you if you guys each get computers in different rooms Put set up cameras. Nah. Then you know you'll feel like you're next to each other. Kali <laughs> and Jim taking camming to a whole new level. Kali is <laughs> <laughs> officially a cam girl. <laughs> better than those hot tub people on Facebook. Oh my god. Uh, so then I decided that I should actually start working on my backlog beatdown list again. There you go. What is what's so I, that? <laughs> I got further finally in uh, Half-Life 2. I'm trying to beat this game. I keep getting stupid, stupid driving sections. Entire slews of driving sections, <laughs> you Joe. You suck at driving games. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece of driving. Oh my god, you suck at driving sections. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is. I wish you would stream you playing them, because it's, it's more funny when people get to watch you do it than actually listen and so they can understand the full effect of like how bad you really are at them. Well, good friend of mine and good friend of the show, Matt, was like, "Oh, hey, you want to call me up and uh, and I'll, I'll get you through those driving sections." <laughs> I was that's like, awesome. "Okay, so that's I, a good friend." <laughs> yeah, I just got. I finally got the. I got to a point in the game where they're like, "Oh, hey, they're looking for your car, so you need to put it on in the garage and go on foot." And I'm like, "Yes, okay, yes." <laughs> I feel like we need to put asterisks next to all those points since like people are helping you beat driving sections. 
Oh, yeah, well, you no. won't get partial points. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I want to say that as much as I would have liked him to do the driving parts, I feel that that wouldn't do me justice in the backlog beatdown or any type of game. Oh, there you go. So I, He's got honor. Pow- I powered through it. Wow, I wish other people would take the backlog beatdown seriously. And yeah, instead of cheating like Triggy. <laughs> I was gonna say names, but all right. <laughs> He's like, I'll say names. Yeah. Uh, and then the last game I played is I restarted because I stopped, and I I know I didn't need to restart it, but I just felt like I should restart it anyways. I restarted Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch. Amazing game. It's a great game, and if you don't want to play on the Switch. It's on Game Pass Ultimate on PC and console. <laughs> is the S version the one that's on there now, or is it just the standard, though? I think it's just the standard. You have you to buy the demo S version. No, the S, the S version's on um, Game Pass. Oh, it is now? Okay. That's, I that's think on P- pretty- yeah, the Yeah, on PC, I know the S version is. I don't know about console. Well, do you know, you know what the difference between the uh, Xbox and the Switch uh, version is? I, I think they're both the S version, so I don't know if there is any. One's on a good console, one's not. <laughs> You're right, because no. one's on a good console, one's on a great console. The, the Switch being great, by the way. Mm. Uh, no, isn't? But do, does it do the 2D? I think yeah, yeah it yes, does. It yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it gives you that option to go back oh, classic. Can you can you do that on PlayStation Four? Yes, the S version does it on everything. If you buy um, the upgrade for the S version from the non-regular 11. Yeah, so like the S version is what makes it do the, the 2D, and it, it gives you like the, the level. I can't hear you, Joe. You're too far away. What? Oh, shit. Uh, so the S the S version is what does like the, the quicker leveling up and the quicker... Did he just like get... Uh, you know, did he actually just step back from his mic? <laughs> so he got like, farther away. <laughs> I'm like sitting right next to it. You He's like, sorry guys, let me back up more. You've been playing, Daryl. <laughs> now that my goddamn mic works. I know, right? Now you're blowing the levels through the roof. It's like we it's like you were podcasting down the hall. Jesus. Your mic really was it was at least pointed towards your butt. One hundred percent yeah, I felt like I was Donnie at McDonald's trying to record an episode of Trophy Horse. (laughs) Dang, that's legendary right there. No one's ever gonna forget that. Nope. So uh, all right, so I've been playing some Ratchet and Clank, a cracking time. Freaking butt amazing crack, game. Butt time. The butt cracking time. That's right. I've been trying to get geared up for uh the new Ratchet Clank. I got That's Friday, uh, isn't it? I believe so. I'm not getting it Friday. I've got way <laughs> too much going on, but I'll probably get it by the end of the month. Um but I know it because it's a day after Ninja Garden collection. Uh which hey, that's dope. Uh I freaking sat down and played some arcade archives sunset riders on PS4 this morning with my son. I forgot how good that game was. I couldn't game believe it was great. on there first. Draw, Pilgrim. I don't know if you guys ever played Sunset Riders on uh, SNES. Game is amazing. God, it's so good, dude. It's like eight bucks on PS4 with trophies. So good. And it's the arcade version. So all you got to do is when you die, hit the uh, triangle and you just keep adding credits. So I gave us 99 lives <laughs> and we used almost all of them. But yeah, dude, it's so good. That game is so much fun. I played it to completion this morning for work. Uh, just, man, the nostalgia was real. It's 
I love Sunset Riders, and I, I love that era of SNES games. Those Konami you know, games are so good. Oh yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. I've been going through some rat trash and some spam. You know, uh, once CJ actually is on the show, like you know, on a regular basis, we're gonna you know have a little some little spam uh, segments. You know, kind of give you guys a little bit of rat trash of the week, and um, it's been uh. <laughs> It's been awesome, dude. Just boosting them trophies up. So I had to be careful though because I'm already at uh I'm already at um like two hundred and twenty four platinums. And I want my number two twenty five to actually be a good game. <laughs> so uh like I Resident Evil like Resident Evil seven? I don't know. I think I I don't know which I'm closer to, Resident Evil eight or um Uncharted Three. So that was one of the games on my list. I beat Resident I mean I mean uh not Resident Evil, uh, Unreal Charted 3 on PS4. Absolute masterpiece. What a good game. Did you just um, call it Unreal Charted 3? I did. It was Resident Unreal Charted 3. It's a whole, a whole thing. Uh, yes, Uncharted 3. So freaking good. Uh, that was the one of the only Uncharted games I never beat. Is I, I played it up to a certain point on PS3 and stopped, and then played it up to a certain point on PS4 and stopped. And so... I put it on my PS5, and I was like, you know what? This is where I'm going to play it. By the way, the PS5 is dope. And so uh, I played some Uncharted 3. It was awesome. Uh, really had a good time with it. And then uh, Troll Hunters. I picked this up. This is one of my um, my flea market hauls for this past week. I picked up. My daughter enjoyed that little, um, it's like how to train your dragon type game. But, uh, excuse me, show called Troll Hunters on Netflix. Yeah, isn't so, it, is it still DreamsWorks that made that too? It seems really similar to yes, yeah, it's dragon. a DreamsWorks. Uh, it's it's basically How to Train Your Dragon, but with trolls. And um, anyways, my daughter enjoyed it. So we were at the, the flea market last weekend, and I was just racking up deals, man. I got Mass Effect Andromeda for fifty cent on Xbox One. Fifty cent, and he still paid too much money for it. Wow. Okay. Andromeda is a gem and underrated and, and underappreciated. I, I, should, I shouldn't say that because I haven't actually beat the game. It just, oh. I couldn't help. I just could, I could, oh. I couldn't even help myself. I, I couldn't feel, help myself. I feel like it's, it's egg on your face. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I feel like it's just the same thing as um, Mass Effect 3's ending or uh, any like cyberpunk. It's like just because the game had a lot of flaws, it got a lot of shit, but I feel like it's not a bad game. It, it had a, it had a good story. It has good gameplay. It's just the game was marred with like ugly looking people and faces like yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity, but like it wasn't a bad game. I know because all those visual blemishes, I mean, that's because it was running on a PlayStation. Ooh, that's all <laughs> Dang. It's all fixed. It's all fixed. It's visual all fixed. issues on my Xbox. I have a question for Daryl. What up? You claim how much you hate Xbox and PlayStation is the best. Yet you keep inviting a whole bunch of people onto your to your podcast that are like, oh hey, Xbox is totally better. Because we live in a society nowadays where everyone thinks that when you have a certain set of beliefs or a certain set of preferences, that you're supposed to completely disassociate with anyone who thinks and believes different than you. Uh, and I'm just completely against that. I think that you should always welcome differences of opinions and conversations. You know, that's how that's how we grow. That's how we understand things. That's how we get get stronger, smarter, better, all that stuff. You know, so like I know 
without the shadow of a doubt that the PlayStation is the better system, hands down, period. <laughs> like it just is, it is. And so, and so I know it's a better system. So I have to own an Xbox so that I can, you know, speak with authority, right? I know PlayStation Now is hands down a better service than Game Pass, but I have to have Game Pass in order to speak with authority on that. Please, pound please, for put, pound. Please, put, please put the drugs down. Pound for pound. <laughs> if you took a list of what the Metacritic score for every game available on Game Pass at any given time, and then you took the Metacritic score of every game available on PlayStation Now, pound for pound, it is not even close the better value you're getting. Not to mention the quantity of games. The quality's there. You can look at the scores. The quantity is there. Because 800 freaking games. It's amazing. I didn't hear anything after you said we live in a society because I was like, oh, that's the line. (laughs) You like that? So, but so, yeah. So, uh, again, like, I think that the the best way to show that you are the alpha, the top dog, that you know it all is to surround yourself with people with differences of opinions. All right. So that you can explain to them how they're wrong and then you can make fun of them for having a, you know, different taste than you. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Within no, the no, next no, no. 18 months, me and Daryl are going to have a Hell in a Cell match. There you go. In the Indies. A hell in a cell. No, no, no. real talk, though. I, I, uh, I do. I have. I play all the games. I got a Switch. I don't love it, but I, I play. Uh, I got the Xbox. I don't love it, but I play. I'll love it when Resident Evil Revelations 3 comes out for it. You can't play it anywhere else. Oh, I know. Oh. That's exactly what's going to happen. Wait, does Revelations best. 3 get announced? Well, no, there's a there's a rumored Switch exclusive Resident Evil. Oh, I'm so, all for it. Uh, I mean, hey, they did that with 3DS, and we got Revelations One, and it was dope. I bought a 3DS because of Revelations. Same. And it was I played it at PAX East, and I was like, "What is this?" They're like, oh, it's Resident Evil, and I'm like, Revelations. What's it? And I started playing. It, I was like, they they gave me there was actually time limit on the D, the, the 3DS to play it. And I was like, you know, I don't even know what this is. I'm buying one, I need to play it. Yep. Yeah, I, I I loved it. So, but yeah, so I've been, and speaking of Xbox, you know, I get a little, I get, I've been getting marred real hard in these uh, threads and these Facebook groups. I have been playing and dabbling with the Xbox and the Game Pass. I'm playing the medium on Game Pass on my PC at work on my lunch breaks when I take them. And then I'm playing uh, Sunset Overdrive on Game Pass. You're just, are you just playing it so you can prime yourself for the PS4 version? Yes, yeah. I gotta go ahead and learn the lay of the land so that I can, uh, you know, get those trophies with uh, e- expertise and precision uh, on the play on the PlayStation. I'll be honest, the game's just not good. You know, like, oh, it's like not. Sun- Sunset Overdrive. It's like it's got all of the markings of a great game, but I don't. I can't tell if it's the story's. I mean, it's just whatever. But like. I don't know if it's the mission structure, the the somewhat open world, or if it's the on rails gets boring after a while. But man, I am struggling to finish this game, and I I'm going to finish it, but I am just uh, I'm not having a great time, and and I'm, it's not terrible, but it's not great. You know, it's just so middle of the road. That I'm just like, eh, I'll finish this. Um, I really like Sunset Overdrive. I wish I liked it. I've been trying. I mean, I bought the game when it came out. I mean, you also mm-hmm. like Xbox, Kali, so I really can't take the yeah, opinion yeah, too see, much. Also that, you know, just kind of not to hold that against you, but, you know. Yeah. So well, not- I mean, 
I understand what you're saying, but no, the reason why I liked Sunset Overdrive is because at the time it was kind of different. Yep. And well, that's what I enjoyed you, it. I, you think I didn't about like it. That's the, it was bad. Yeah, that's the closest thing Xbox guys have gotten to a good game, you know? Uh, and Quantum it was made, made by a PlayStation Halo. Studio. Quantum Break. Look, okay. The okay, medium. Look. Okay, the medium is okay. I'm playing that right now. I'm digging that. Really am. Uh, it's not a masterpiece, and it's definitely not game of the year. <laughs> it no, it's not game of the year. It's a good foundation yes. for what could be if they do a franchise. Like yes, build that. Like you're playing Uncharted three. So as you know, Uncharted one kind of clunky with the controls and aiming. They modif- They got better with two. It got more fluid. Oh yeah. Then three and then four. It's like this one. It's a good stepping it's a good stone. Yes, one hundred percent. I agree with that, and I think that it's got. Um, it's got the the uh, markings of like the old style Resident Evil, you know, the fixed camera ish, you know, yeah. the it moves like Code Veronica, um, but it's got a little bit more Silent Hill with the psychological themes and the the other world stuff and like I mean it is a Daryl freaking game, so yeah, I am not hating on it by any stretch. But whenever you got jabronis in the Facebook group saying that that's better than Resident Evil Eight, I'm just like no. I. I I, I love you, but I can't. I can't. I mean, it even eight's not that great, but whoa, see now you're just being ugly. Now you're just saying stuff to be controversial. So I am not um, actually. You just wait till we actually start talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> we <laughs> will. We're gonna get there soon. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So then the last thing I got, I want to spend some time talking about is a a indip- a little indie horror game I discovered on my PS5. Uh, called Song of Horror. Now it is a PS4 game, but I it was actually on one of the main menus for the PS5, and it was being advertised in the store. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, Song of Horror. It's got the word horror in it. I need to check it out. So then I, I go get looking at it. And I'm like, oh man, this is a you know third person fixed camera, res, old Resident Evil style horror game. So then I buy it, you know, because of course, why wouldn't I? And holy crap, man! It is really, really cool. It's uh, it's got a slight amount of jank, and I think that's just because there's some. I don't want to say glitches in it, but what I've read is like the fourth episode in the game, the fourth chapter, rather, has a little bit of um, has some glitches in it. I don't know for sure because I'm not that far, but man, it's a. It's a mixture of old style Resident Evil horror with psychological horror. There is this guy who goes into this mansion, you know, um, he hears this music box. The music box, while it's playing, kind of almost hypnotizes or mesmerizes you. Uh, He finds this weird door on the wall, opens the door, and it kind of pulls him into an other world kind of thing. But then when the music box, when the sound isn't playing, the door is not visible. So other people go to this house looking for the guy and they can't find him. But it's then this typical Resident Evil style, like find this piece to go unlock this thing, to go unlock this thing, lots of backtracking. Very, very cool. It's very creepy. It's got some good spooky stuff going on. Like is a dope game. Uh, I played the first um, chapter, you know, took me a couple hours because it's got a permadeath feature. So you only have a certain amount of characters you can choose from to play in the game. And then when if you make a bad decision and they die, they're dead. And if everyone dies, the game is over. You have to start the whole game over again. 
And man, I'm telling you, I was playing real careful, you know, because sometimes games will advertise like a permadeath feature or a um, your changes matter or your decisions matter. And then in the end, they really don't. Nope. I effed up and was got a little too curious. Matter of fact, it, it they told me curiosity will get me killed. I got curious about something. Sure enough, I died and that character is dead, dead. So <laughs> then I load up with my second character. And this uh, very tense part happens where you have to react kind of quick. I made the wrong decision just in like a fumbling of the controller moment and died. I was like, I lost two characters real fast after about two hours of gameplay. And then I was like, oh, crap, dude, I screwed this up. I'm, I'm out, you know, because at the time, I think I only have three characters available to me. So, um, so far, so good. Really dope game. Um, I will continue to talk about this one on the show for sure. Song of Horror. I think I paid like 30 or 40 bucks for it. Um, yeah, it's 30. Yeah, graphically, it looks pretty good too. Like it's um, uh, some of these Resident Evil inspired games that are indie or don't look that great or don't play that great. This one, you know, it's up there and it reminds me of the medium, except for it's a lot more interactability and the spookiness, the horror is way, way higher. And for example, you'll start to hear things or things will start to change in the environment. And there's a mechanic where you can go up to a door and before you open the door, you can listen, put your ear up to the door. And you can hear a very defined, like evil presence. And if you hear that, don't open the door because you will die. Um, and then obviously you have to listen to the doors to hear if there's, if it's dead silent, then you can go through them. And uh, it's pretty good, man. It's, 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 for an old school Resident Evil fan, this is, you know, it's it's very likable. I, I like it a lot. Is it better than Daymare? Um, two different style games. Daymare's third person over the shoulder, uh, way more jank than Song of Horror. Yeah, well, I just bet from like because you know, like I I know of Song of Horror because uh, is this that's the did that just come out last month or the month it before? It came I'm out because I know console. it was. But it was on PC. Yeah, because uh, I know it was episodic. Like, it was, ep- so this is like, because I'm looking up now, because I'm like, you had me. I was like, that sounds familiar. And then you're like, on PlayStation. I'm like, let me check my Singapore store and see if it's on there. There you and go. And then I was like, I was on the US one. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I remember this is like episodic game, and this is just everything condensed into one yep. game. But it looks really good. As you know, it, I like it, my horror games too. Yeah, it's definitely one if you um if you just want to dabble, you know, this is one to watch. You know, put it on your you know list of games to buy when they're on sale, and you know, give it a shot, man. It's it, it's cool. I am very very glad I found this game. So uh, I purchased a couple other indie games, some side scroll beat 'em ups, things like that. I haven't dove into them yet, but I've got like a whole. I've been buying way too many games. Like it's kind of ridiculous, but it's always ridiculous. So, you know, it's nothing new, <laughs> but, uh, lots of cool stuff. But yeah, song of horror definitely is a, is a diamond in the rough. Or are you going to pick up the, uh, are you going to pick up the limited run version of it? Daryl? Oh, song of horror. Yeah. Isn't song they, of horror getting, aren't, aren't they getting a limited run one too? I don't know if they, if they do, I would 100% buy it. I actually missed out on made of skur today and I'm very disappointed. You didn't miss out. You you still want it? I do. Yes. All right. See what I can do. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I like. I wanted to buy that game. Just and I don't buy a lot of limited run stuff. But like, uh, 
a matter of fact, I think I only got like one or two games. Made Scourge not um, out yet. You could still purchase it on limited run. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it should be pre-order. Yeah, it's still they don't. They don't, was, uh, they don't they, do a lot of. They, they don't do a lot of that anymore. They do yeah, a monthly they, pre-order now. Yeah, you pre-order and then once the deadline hits, that it's manufactured. Oh. They make a couple extras. They also limited run does have the deal with Best Buy now. Dude, so, I'm, I'm waiting for it to drop for them to drop extra copies of Scott Pilgrim at Best Buy. They're coming, but I don't know. Oh, they are? are? Okay. Cause, yep, um, they are. They are. If, if you need an extra Scott Pilgrim, um, we could talk. Because I bought the big collector's edition one. You bought the KO, I, you bought the KO yeah, edition? And nice. then I bought a regular one just in case. Like I, I had like just in case I canceled like them. Like, do I want to drop that kind of money? And then I was like, ah, screw it, I'll do it. And then I ended up not canceling either of them. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was the case because I haven't bought any of their PS4 releases. The only thing I'd ever bought from them was was Vita stuff. I'm just waiting for E3 because they're supposed to announce the Zombies Ate My Neighbors editions that they're releasing physically. Oh, dude. That's so I'm about to buy like every single one that they make. That's awesome. <laughs> They about to get my money. Yep. So yeah. So made a skirt. That's one I want to pick up because I played that on uh, Xbox. So, yeah, made a skirt was good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. So um, but yeah, that's me. Like I said, uh, Song of Horror would be the standout, and then of course my my rat trash. But I'm gonna wait on that one till CJ's here and we can bask in the rat trash together. Uh, I would say one more little shout out to Call of Duty Ghost. My son and I have been burning through the extinction mode. Um, my boys have fallen in love with call of duty ghost so we went and picked up another copy of it so that my (laughs) so that all of us my daughter my two sons and myself can all play together and we've been beating the uh, extinction mode and grinding teeth so we can unlock all the you know unlockables or whatever and um my son is primed to platinum that game he's already gotten all of the uh online trophies and we did the safeguard together to get to level 20 uh, me and my two boys. So I told my son, I was like, well, you know what? I'll let you play that Call of Duty campaign. And then, you know, he'll obviously, you got to be on the hardest difficulty. And my oldest will platinum Call of Duty Ghost. That's happening. I mean, he could be, he could be Dark Souls. He can beat the campaign. Oh, yeah. He's, he's trying, he's finishing up Dark Souls 3 right now. So kids, he, he might be a better monster. gamer than you. Oh, dude, hands down. <laughs> hands down. He doesn't actually enjoy games that are not difficult like it's it's kind of unfortunate he gets a little bit older i'm gonna turn him on to the old school resident evil games and watch him sweat a little bit so but yep that's us so with that being said if you want to head on over to the true achievements and true trophies leaderboards we'll go ahead and give some shout outs you guys know the drill if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time you know that we've got the True trophies, true achievements, uh, leaderboards. You just go on over there, set yourself up a little profile, link it with your console, and we give a shout out to the top three, sometimes top five, sometimes randos in the in the list. Starting with true trophies with two hundred and one in first place, affectatious donk. Now this is CJ, Mister. I'm an Xbox guy. That's all I play is Xbox, mate. Look at me play my Xbox. And yet, week after week, still smashing it on the PlayStation leaderboard. No, so, now he's just trolling people now. Yeah, yeah. Well, 201 for him. In second place, Enzy Nitro with 30 trophies. There you go. Third place, Mr. TMNT84 with 28 trophies. 
Mr. Uh, fun and final exam. Uh, that's the last one you got. You know what? That's, yeah. That game's not that bad. I haven't played it. I think I owned it, but I haven't played it. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, well... Uh, or not Game Pass, uh, PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now, yep. Yeah. And then I have got, in fourth place, 27 trophies. It's funny, yours is, your last trophy was fun in Final Exam. Uh, mine was insert your initials in fun, F-U-U-N, Super Combo. Nice. It's a little fighting game. It kind of it, it's it's interesting. Not my favorite. Not my favorite at all. So, all right. Then we're gonna head over to the true achievements leaderboards and read out them Xbox scores while Kali gets the backlog beatdown queued up. In first place, Sony Pony to you with seven thousand four hundred and thirty achievement points. Good God. Uh, in second place, Cool Kid Joe. With uh, 4,770 achievement points. CJ just sweep both boards. Both he sweeps both boards every time. And then when people get catch on to who it is, he changes his name. So third place, you got the Alpha Seagull with 4,415 achievement points. And then fourth place, uh, your boy Resident Era with 1,115 achievement points. And then my favorite, number seven, Dump Liquor with 120 points. So, yep, that's us. All right, Kalai, backlog beatdown. We have Ponder Sip Stibbins still at first place at 39 points. Killer. Tricky is at 33 points. He's oh, damn. Back. Yeah, he's back at it. He's cheating well, again. If he's, using all, he's playing all that rat trash, though. Uh, then we have Gareth Davis at 20. Daryl's at 16. Joe, you're at 15. And so is Matthew. And C- uh, CJ's at 13. Jared's at 13. Well, I mean, I don't claim any of my points till I beat my entire list. So, yeah, that's why. It's all right. Matt spelled backwards as an eight. Uh, Homer and me are both at seven. Uh, since nobody else is worth mentioning let's go to the bottom <laughs> of this there you go there you go tell them how it is Kali. jt is at scrubs. minus three jt is at minus three zoe butterflies at zero zach is at zero sid is at zero mark lucia is at zero it will be updated oh. <laughs> also how do you get negatives i thought we weren't deducting points we don't deduct points for buying games but if you abandon a game on your list if you say f it i'm not playing it you get a negative. Okay, yes, because we allowed to do that. I was like looking around my room, like, oh man, we might have to add some <laughs> negatives. No, I'd be a negative a hundred because I've bought a crap ton of games. Yeah, and uh, that's why we're only doing five at a time. But you can do more than five if you are so inclined. If that is what you want to do, just don't, because everyone, everyone right. takes the L. Yeah. So. All right, awesome. next is questions. Do you want me to do questions, or do you want you to do questions? Well, Kalai, I feel like I've talked for a while, so you go ahead and read out the, the only couple of questions we got this week. Gangum asked, will Wesker make a return to the franchise? Ooh, now that is a Resident Evil question. That is a Resident Evil question, and, you know, since I really don't play Resident Evil, I don't even know what one he is from. So can we start with, which is he from? 
So Albert Wesker is part of the, from the very beginning, from the first Resident Evil, uh, he is the double agent. Um, he's the leader of the stars, you know, the special, you know, tactics and reconnaissance team uh, in the first game. So he's kind of like the leader of this special group. And they go out and they investigate these, what they think are, you know, s- savage murders in the, in the mountains, in the Arclay Mountains. They think it's either some sort of wild animal or some cannibalistic tribe or whatever. Um, and so he's leading his team of special, you know, police agents out there. And then, but realistically, he works for this mega corporation called Umbrella, who is going to do some weird field testing by having these guys come in and battle it out with their BOWs. There's a, uh, you know, a virus leak from their lab. It's the T virus, make zombies, blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. Wesker then has been, you find out he's been kind of injecting himself with the progenitor virus, which gives him like superhuman strength, superhuman speed. uh, And he becomes the main villain for the, We'll say the first five games because he's not in every single game as the main villain, but like he's kind of the through line plot wise uh, for the first five games as far as the franchise is concerned. He's pulling um, the strings. Yes. And you find out that he's working for not only is he working for Umbrella, but he's also kind of working for himself. And then the more convoluted the story gets, you, know, you find out there's other you know, big corporations and, and groups involved. Um, but Wesker is kind of like the fan favorite of all the bad guys. So, um, Kali, I know you've mentioned, and you said this with CJ last week, that now that you've played eight you, and you've played seven, you kind of want to go back and play the earlier games. I and do. I, I would recommend, you know, the problem is this, like the, the style of game. They're terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that realistically you would enjoy the story. Um, but the style of games for the first couple is is that fixed camera angle tank controls, and I know nah, you like play the remake, play the remakes, play the remakes. Well, the first one doesn't have a third person remake, so Wait, I'm not doesn't saying it have, doesn't it have no, the no remake is is still fixed camera with tank ish controller. And yeah, the analog. first one remake is the same as zero. Yeah, they don't have I, tank controls though. They have it's it's not. Tank, but it's not. Yeah, it's, right. It's there's, analog, there's, but there's jank, but no tank. Correct. Um, I would highly recommend playing them and getting the story in. Uh, but if it's something that when you try it, you can't do it, just watch a YouTube video, get the gist of it. Maybe watch the cutscenes so you understand who those characters are moving forward, and then play the remakes, remake of two, remake of three. Even though they do change some fundamental elements of it, you still get the gist of who they are moving forward. And then uh, four and five, four, five, and six are a blast to play. They're not scary games, but they're just fun to play. Five is the best. Five, I, is, love, I, I love five. Yeah, I love five too. Also, um, you should play Umbrella Chronicles if you have a. I don't know if they got ported. I know they're on the Wii. They're Did on they PlayStation get now. Oh, they, they are ported. Yeah, on PlayStation oh, now. Yeah, the Umbrella Chronicle games are actually really good if you want two games to really just get all the story just yep given to you in two short games that are playing like six, like four or five games. Yep, 
And Code Veronica, obviously. And they're on, yeah, and Code Veronica, yeah, definitely. So, um, and, and that's one of the things I've been telling myself I'm going to do is go back and replay and replay, you know, try to platinum all the games. Just because as a fan, I think I should, even though I, I really hate a lot of the trophies in most of those games. Um, so who knows? I might play them alongside you, Kalai, and you should. Uh, I think you should do Extra Life this year, Daryl, and you should just do a Resident Resident Daryl Extra Life and just only play Resident Evil for 24 hours and start from the beginning of the franchise and see how far you can get in 24 hours. I would do it. Or maybe play till I die and then switch to the next game. I would do that. That's definitely a, you, that's if you a need to break up time. I'm down. Okay. Okay. Love me some Resident Evil and we could do five co-op. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it's, five. I have platinum five on PS three, platinum five on PS four. I have hundred percent on Xbox 360, and I've almost hundred percent on Xbox one. So did you want to actually answer your brother's question? So do I think Wesker will return? Yes. Do I think he'll he return? He has. Do I think he's going to return in a main numbered entry? I don't know. I would say we're going to get a spinoff with him first. Um, I would love to get a spinoff of where it like, like watching him go through like the whole like becoming a double agent and like what that was like. Yeah. I want that damn game. So, oh, you know, game. so you know on five, whenever they had that flashback of when Chris and Jill go into the Spencer mansion and they find yep. Wesker there or yeah. whatever. I want to play that. Like I know the Lost in Nightmares DLC lets you go and experience that. And it's one of the best DLCs ever made. But mm. like I want to play more Chris and Jill together in between, you know what I'm saying, the the Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 5, you know? There's like a, a lot rev- of gaps in time frame yes. in the Resident Evil franchise yes. that could be easily explored. Well, oh, I think yeah. I I think like they would have done something if 5 wasn't so like panned by like critics. Like it made a lot of money, but like people tore that game apart, and I don't know why. Like it was a great it showed that you could make a a multiplayer Resident Evil game and do it right. Yep. And and I think the only game that ever did, did that before that was um, Outbreak, which is well well ahead of its time. Oh my and, gosh, dude, mm. that, they need to bring that back. Oh man, it I, make I would sense. kill for Outbreak. I just want HD remasters the first two. Oh yes, it doesn't make any sense why that doesn't happen. Like that. Imagine, that, imagine, imagine the trophies in that game. Oh, they'd be so fun to be, get. They'd be insanely. I know, right? The, the achievement list would be amazing, and it'd probably be on Game Pass. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sony's putting in contracts saying you can't put Resident Evil on there. That's like a that's like PlayStation DNA right there, dude. Especially those Outbreak games. Actually, I have a PS2 sitting in front of me, and the two Outbreak games over here. Ooh, I bought the. Uh, did you, Lucia? Did you see that? I bought the freaking. Um, I bought the PAL version of Outbreak Two the, uh, last weekend at the flea market. I got it for fifteen dollars. Wow. Like, yes. I need to. You know, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna use some vacation time now. I'm fully vaccinated. I could travel. I'm gonna come out there. And I'm just gonna go to the flea market and be like, I'm just gonna buy the whole place. Be like, give me all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> give Dude, me all your. Look at this AMC money. Buy the flea market. Dude, oh my gosh. Say I won't. <laughs> Say I won't do it. All right. What's the next question, Kali? Empty says, "Why is Resident Evil so good? Why can't all games this be good? Can I be a super fan?" I don't think that's what he said. I'm positive that's what he said. It's in the Discord. He was even yeah. gifting that jump. Um, nah. hold on a second. Now here's the thing. Oh, look at the time. We gotta hurry uh, up before <laughs> the recording cuts off and move on mm-hmm. into uh the topic of the week. <laughs> well, listen, 
I don't want to be. I don't want to be uh, complained at that. Um, I don't read good like uh, some other people on the show. So let me reread this again. I don't think I read this right. Empty okay. says, "Why are the two best moments of these games turning it off and deleting the game forever?" Because the sheer satisfaction you got from experiencing the story and hundred percent of the game is life changing. You don't need it anymore once you experienced it. You 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 set for life. And to second it, you want the anticipation, excitement, downloading it again, yes. watching the percentage get up to 100%. And as say it's at 50%, you're 50% hyped. It gets to 98%, you're 98% hyped. Then it hits 100, you're freaking, next thing you know, you're sweating, no clothes on, lights off, playing the game. You got to change your pants. You're not, you don't have pants, pants on this game. Your pants. Yeah, you're just pooping on the floor at that point. <laughs> Basically, because you don't want to make a mess because your life already is, but you're still playing Resident Evil 8. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes all right so speaking of resident evil wait a this... second wait you're jumping ahead here no, no, i know no. you haven't been on the show in a while and i know wow. that you're not used to hosting wow. <laughs> would you like to pick question of the week uh enzy gets question of the week for being a, wanting to be a super fan you win Second, now, I'm gonna give it to Gagum because he actually, in my vote, anyways, because Gagum actually wrote in a legit question, you know, that's actually about the topic at hand. I also like Gangum's question. I agree. There you go. What do you think, Mark? That was a good question. It was, it was, it was good. It was an actual question on topic. No one asked any wrestling questions or anime titty questions. I mean, I can't really hold the audience. I mean, I can't hold the audience, you know, (laughs) responsible for not supplying questions. That's right. They've been kind of slight lately. So I don't know. I won't tell them. Not enough anime. All right. So now real talk. Resident Evil 8. What we're going to do is we're going to talk spoiler free for the first half of our conversation. And then when you guys are ready to get into some deep theory and some actual spoilers, we'll let everybody know because this game is still really new and I would love for people to experience it, you know, without being spoiled because the ending and the things that you find at the end are super important. So with that being said, I want to know what everybody's general thoughts are of the game before we go into anything crazy deep, starting with Lucia. The only Resident Evil game I liked less than this one is resident evil 4 really legitimately uh, it this was i was playing it and i got halfway through it and i was like man this is the best single player call of duty campaign i've played since <laughs> ghosts and that's what i said that out loud and my lady's just like is this resident evil i'm like i don't know anymore because seven was first person but it was like creepy atmosphere then this one i was just like this, this is pretty shooter heavy and yeah, then I was like, eh, eh, I don't, I'll just briefly touch on it. All the main like minion enemies that are werewolves that you kill literally look like dirty versions of Ron Perlman when he was beast from the Beauty and the Beast <laughs> 1987 TV show. Oh my God. They all looked like him. Oh my God. Then we had Star Trek Voyager like Borg minions at one point. And then we had, I'll, I'll save my other one for when we actually get into spoiler, but it's just, I don't know. Something about this game did not seem like the story was what got me. The story was good. The gameplay just didn't 
resonate with me, I guess, because it felt generic. You had so much inventory space, so many different weapons. And I was like, never, I never had that sense of urgency. Like, I'm out of ammo. Uh, what am I going to do? I need, like, you can craft ammo. I was like, really? Like, why are you holding my hand so much? This is not Resident Evil. Well, can I ask you a question, Mark? Mm-hmm. What difficulty did you, did you actually play it on? I play on normal the first time I play every game so I can enjoy the story. Because obviously it's Resident Evil. I played at no, least four times. No, I think you and I are the only ones that played it on normal. Everybody else played it on easy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I played yeah. it on easy. And it was, extru- it was way too easy. On it was easy. way too easy on yeah. easy. I never and normal even felt easy. Like, I was just like, enemy difficulty wise, there was a nice curve. But like, just from the standpoint of, there was no real item management where you felt like you were going to struggle. Well, and that kind of took me out of it. I like, you know, puzzle wise was good. Like Lady D- Danable D- Yogurt D-Bitress. Lady. We, yeah. no, we call we call her Donnie Dami Mommy. Dami um, Mommy, that's right. Like, <laughs> like that whole her section of the game was like. I was like, yes, this this feels like the new like Castle Grayskull version of the 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 the, the old manner that it, we had to go through. I was like, yes, this is great. And then it was like every time I'd go out in the village area, I'm like, oh, this just looks like someone modded Skyrim <laughs> <laughs> and locked all the doors. Yes, and I, I was <laughs> like, the other there's side, so yeah. I was like, who locked all these doors? And if no one's inside, why are they bolted shut? But this store is locked from the other side. You can't. I get it's the evolution of Resident Evil. It's going more action bay. It's not like seven was so creepy. I played seven, obviously, on the PlayStation as it should be played in yes. PlayStation VR, obviously. So you can have a heart attack and cry yes. and Creep your pants. I was like this. I wish this was I wish this was like at least creepy. At least give me some like atmosphere that like there was moments, there was glints, but then there was something where I'm just like, oh, that looks stupid. But yeah, not my favorite, especially I think I hyped it up too much, too, because seven kind of like was a breath of fresh air in the franchise. And I was excited where it was going. And from a story standpoint, I think it's some of the best Resident Evil storytelling. But other than that. The game, the gameplay took me out. That's my main complaint. Is it's just the mechanics of the game. I dig it. All right, what about you, Joe? I mean, what do you say? Like coming off of Resident Evil Seven, which is like probably my in my top three, one hundred percent in my top three favorite Resident Evil games of all time. It probably goes two, five, and then seven. I like five a lot, and everyone gives me shit for it, but. It's like one of the first really big co-op games I ever played on 360 when I had my 360 and like I had a blast with my friend and I think it like skews my like view of that game and forever will. And I thought I thought, you know, I thought seven was so good and I, I was so hyped for eight and it's a great game. It really is. But they're like kind of like Mark was saying it. You didn't feel the horror at all. Like after the first castle area and maybe after the second area, the rest of the game was pretty tame. You're f- and like when you fight one of the bosses who's like a giant like fucking mechanical like it was it, that took me out of it too though some of the boss fights were just like really this is the boss fight yep and I'm like this is what we're doing I like I like how they try to make all the fights unique 
and they were yep. different and you had to approach them differently. I thought that was cool because it's not just like run around and shoot somebody. All right, run around in a circle and wait for them to stop and then you shoot them or you duck and then you shoot them. Like it tried something new with Resident Evil. But I'm like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> like, honestly, I like that first boss fight in the game was epic. Absolutely epic in the castle. Like, yeah, and even cool like one. even like the mini boss fights, like spoilers when you're like fighting the sisters, like those Dude, were yes. those, those were so awesome. unique, so unique the way you have to take care of them. I was like, that is friggin cool. Like that was, but like you never got to use that mechanic again in the game, and I was like, that kind of sucks because I feel like that's that was like a big new thing that was like different in this game that wasn't in any other games. Like there was like a way to like shut something down and then take it out, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's something we don't we don't see a lot in Resident Evil games. As far as the story goes, it it, it was really good until you got to the part where you collect all the pieces, and then it just falls off a cliff. Until the twist. And then it goes back to like 100 and it stays there until the end of the game. But it does. I can't forgive the fact that it dies at the one point. Like, honestly, like I thought that there wasn't a lot, lot left to the game once you got all the all the containers. I thought that was kind of like it. I thought like, OK, so we'll go to the last area, beat the boss games over. Right. No, it's like another two and a half hours. Yeah, it's like a whole other game. Almost. I was like, God, what are you doing here? Like, you had me on this ride, and you had me doing all these things, and I thought the characters were, like, like Ethan, I just want to kill Ethan half the game. I just want to watch him die, because he was so annoying. And I know that's, like, the general consensus, is that, like, people just didn't like Ethan in 8 compared to 7. Like, they just found him to be, like, this whiny well, bitch. I actually yeah. liked Ethan in 8, because... I felt like in seven, he was just like, he doesn't say a, or do anything. A, He's just a there. dumbass. 100%. He didn't have like a character in seven. Yeah. Really. yeah but, and this time, like he had some personality, at least, even if I hated the personality, at least. Yeah. Personality, personality is bad. But that aside, I, I thought like once you get to the twist and you see everything unfold, like the game is 100% worth the ride. Yeah. Like yeah. just for that last like two hours of gameplay. And where it all and where the story's headed next, like it made the entire ride worth it. And I'm like so hyped to see what they're gonna do next and how they're gonna continue this because oh, yeah. it just leaves off on such a note where you're like, oh fuck, no way, this is what's gonna go down. It's kind of how seven ended. I was like, oh shit. All right. Chris shows up. We're gonna get we're going this direction. Okay, sweet. And then when they kind of pull back and like, okay, well, you're still Ethan in this game, I was like, oh, okay, okay. All right. But then when you get to that section and you're like, oh shit, it's on now. <laughs> it's like, oh, it, we're doing this. Right I was yes. like, we're doing this? Okay. Okay. But I really liked um I really liked the game a lot. I really thought it had a lot of charm, which is which is which is different for Resident Evil game to have charm. But I thought like the and I played it on a PS4 and I thought it was still a beautiful game. Um, Mark, what did you play it on? So I'm eating chips. Uh, play on PC. Cause... Okay, so you played on PC. So I played it on probably... And then, Claw, you played on PC? or? Yeah, of course. So I played it on the least powerful like version you can play, and I still thought the game was absolutely gorgeous. And I can't wait to get my free upgrade copy. It's pretty dope. Thank you, yeah. Capcom. 
Yeah. Right. But that's why? the TPL. Wait, wait, why do you care about getting your upgraded copy? So I can replay the game and get all the trophies again? Yeah. How much, how much I mean for the PS5? I mean, had the yep. feedback, dog. I had the feedback. Which I'll, pro- which I'll probably turn off because I hate that shit. But what? You know, once yeah, once you play, I, once you use it and adaptive triggers, once you use it, you'll never want anything else in your hand. I'm telling you. Yeah, people said that about the freaking rumble and the freaking switch. I turned that shit off like day one. Wow. And, oh, and three and three D on my on my three DS, which I never ever turned on once. True that. Like, that this, this is pointless. All right, but Kali, I, What about you? Oh yeah, go ahead, Kali. I like the game. I like the game better than 7 because of the quality of life changes just from my standpoint of gaming because I like the action-based games. I know you guys, you don't but, you know, that's kind of what I like. So Not that I don't like the action. I just thought that there was only one really good puzzle section in the game. It It was all in one portion of the game. Outside of that, there was no puzzles in a Resident Evil game, and I was like, "This is kind of annoying." Uh, I mean, there was a few puzzles I had to look up. It's definitely, um, I, it's definitely, I thought that puzzles were an improvement from Seven. I thought Seven's puzzles were just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, when you don't have any puzzles, and then there's puzzles, yeah, it's an improvement, Daryl. <laughs> second that statement. <laughs> The, because the puzzles in seven weren't puzzles. It was just like, okay, let me keep you turn busy this for object ten minutes. And light, the, the light shine, yeah. Or it's or it's like, oh, here's this videotape. Put it in the VCR, and you have to escape the room. Yeah. Well, Kali, or, or you go ahead and finish your finish your thoughts. Oh, uh, yeah. So I I like the combat a little bit better. I I didn't I I don't always like the whole. Oh, you don't have enough bullets. Yeah. And, and I understand that it's supposed to make it you know, like more scary, more survival horror. But at the same time, at this point in the series or any horror game, it just seems so like weird that they're like, you have to be very careful about, you know, how many bullets, because, you know, you got to like, know you got to be perfect and blah, blah, blah. But Hey, if you combine this herb with this gunpowder, you just found, you'll make a bullet. (laughs) 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 So, uh, the story was a little weird for me, and I don't know if it's that's because I um I haven't played all of them. Because to me, some of the stuff like it references, I guess, an older version of the game. If you read a lot of the material, like I did, but I had fun. I didn't quite understand the ending, which I'm hoping we can talk about in the spoiler section. Uh, because apparently I was supposed to know who a person thingy is at the yes, end, and I didn't. Yes. Yep. So. Okay. Well, I'm probably the hottest on this game out of everybody, which is surprising because I thought that because they changed some of the sensibilities of the games, it would make more people... I guess dig it, which I mean, I'm a part of a bunch of a bunch of Resident Evil groups, and this most of the fans are pretty hot on this game in general. Yeah. Uh, where I will agree with Mark and Joe that like the game, when you ha- the the balance between horror and action is difficult. When you have action and you can defend yourself, it's not scary. But me personally, I do not like horror when I can't defend myself. Um, I like horror elements where I can 
fight or flight is always the, 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 the balance. And I'm not a flight person. I'm a fight person. That's just not how I respond to things. That's not how I want to play. So like, I like this game, like leaps and bounds more than seven. Um, I thought seven was cool. I thought seven was a return to form when it comes to horror, but like, that's not the style of game I want to play. You know, it's not fun. Uh, I thought that this game was a blast to play. Like it was fun. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I am on my second playthrough now. Just totally. Uh, uh, yeah. Totally. As am I, as am I. I, and I, I can, I can definitely agree with that sentiment. Like it reminds me of five and six where like you want to go back and replay them because there's value to replaying them. Yes. And that was one of the things about this game that like stood out about some of over some of the others was like the reward for explore exploration. Like there was something to find everywhere in the game. And if you went off the beaten path, which it had such a great open world ish set up in the village, you know, like there was always something. I mean, I just would constantly go look around, go look around, and I'd find something cool, whether it be a collectible, whether it be like a special animal that you could hunt and sell to the Duke, um, which the Duke was awesome. It was like the the modern-day merchant from Resident Evil 4, which I thought after Resident Evil 4, every Resident Evil should include a character like that. I um, think going forward, every Resident Evil has to include hunting and fishing and all that. Like, oh, that, dude, that, so that cool. stuff was so dope. And like, the cool thing was like you could mix the stuff together and go to the Duke and like make yeah. like meals and then it would uh, it would like permanently increase your stats. Yeah, I love the Duke so much. Yeah, and Duke actually, awesome. even though like I wanted more like horror elements, I did like the craft. Like I like those mechanics. It's just I haven't. I'm not on a second playthrough, so I'm sure once I start my second playthrough, I'm probably going to like not. I'm probably going to enjoy it more, you know, than I already after yeah. one just playthrough, but i did enjoy that with like the duke and him making like the meals and crafting i always yes. thought crafting i love that in a lot of video games it's just it's a new thing for a resident evil game well i mean resident evil 3 the original one you could craft your own you could get gunpowder and things like that and mix between handgun shotgun yeah and, uh, it was like as massive Ammo? scale like i yeah, yeah i know very true, very true. Stuff, but yeah like the um, green herb red herb stuff yeah I, but I just, I think that this game was so incredibly fun to play. Now, I don't like thir- uh, first-person Resident Evil as much as I like third-person Resident Evil. Uh, that's just not my preference. I don't think Ethan or Mia are good characters, and I really don't love the voice actor for Chris Redfield. Um, as an OG fan, uh, Roger Craig Smith is is my Chris Redfield. And knowing that he didn't want to do that role anymore, that he was kind of getting out of video games in general, and they had to recast him, that really sucks because he was such a good Chris Redfield. Now, there were certain sections of this game that were just, like you said uh, earlier, Joe, very diverse. You know, like they did. They gave you sections of the game that were like midways. It's action. It's horror. It could go either way, right? And I do believe if you start the game on like harder difficulties, like I started over on hardcore and it's hard as balls. So the enemies are way harder to kill. You run out of ammo. My first playthrough was on easy because Resident Evil seven, I thought was very difficult. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play this one easy and I'm just going to play every difficult, every difficulty working my way up. This is the first Resident Evil I started on easy. 
And it was too easy. I was like, well, dang, that kind of sucks. But I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, and again, like you said, the you didn't really run out of ammo. I did run out in the first section. The, I, I didn't realize it was like a, oh, you need to die here to progress the story. So I was trying my hardest to fight and kill everything in the first section and then <laughs> ran out of ammo. Did you get a, did you ever go back and get the trophy for killing him in the first area? Not yet. No. It's it's still a pain in the ass. Even with like the unlimited ammo, like from Chris's like assault gun. Yeah. It's still the, tough. That's crazy. So, um, but that's another thing too. Like, at, like the, the unlocks, the unlocks are very, okay. So this game borrows ideas from all of the resident evils in the past. Right. So you have like the village area, which is very resident Evil four. You have the merchant, which is very resident Evil four. Right. You have the castle area, which is very, you know, early resident evil puzzles, you know, an imminent threat constantly chasing you. That's very, you know, old school resident evil and very much resident Evil seven and remake. Um, and even nemesis you had freaking the, uh, the unlock system of resident Evil five, where you, you, you basically you get points and, or a type of currency to where you can unlock, you know, once you've upgraded ammo's complete, uh, uh, weapons completely, you can get unlimited ammo. And that is such a fun way of doing things because it, it gives you value for replay. You know, it's like, oh man, I need to go back through and play again so that I can unlock unlimited ammo and then knock out some of these harder playthroughs and or the the trophies. I think the trophies are much better in this game than they are in the previous games. I thought the boss fights were freaking awesome. Um, albeit too short for some of the characters. I really didn't like the fact that some of the character scenes in there were just kind of over very quickly and you you moved on. But like you said earlier, Joe, every area, every boss fight was different. It was set up to be a different type of boss, a different environment. Like it was very diverse. Well, it, it, I felt like how they handled the game was this, right? And they built it all up on the first section of the game. Like that's where yes. all the promos all were. The hype that's was where all the, the hype section, was. Yeah. So they sold it as something that everybody wanted, right? They're, so they got you the they like gave you the taste of like the game. They're like, all right, well, we gave you the first taste for free, and then they pull the rug out from underneath you. And I thought it was so refreshing that they did that because, like, as much as I would want the game to just be like a castle the entire game, it, it was nice to see them try something different and be super diverse in the way that they handled yep. this game. Yep, because they could have just been run in the mill and run it the way oh, they yeah. run every other Resident Evil game. Well, and they and you you, you got to think too. The past two remakes have had a nemesis type foe constantly following you. Oh damn! So my, enough of those. I know, dude. And that was my fear, right? That like, and even with seven. So you talking about seven RE two remake and then uh, three remake? I was like, man, I am really tired of like constantly being on the move and not being able to soak in the environment and enjoy the game. Like, it's not how I want to play. Well, then this game you have that. You have a section of that. And then from there, it's like, oh, I'm in the village. It's a little more my pace. I can go and do what I want. I can explore. I can look at every nook and cranny. There's so much detail. I played on PS5, and I I thought it was just absolutely stunning to look at. Um, It was, it was awesome. So cool. 
Uh, then this, the, after you get out of the castle section, the next thing they throw at you is just that section for a house of uh, Benevito was, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the scariest Resident Evil yet. <laughs> to me, I mean, that was the pinnacle of of Resident Evil horror. I mean, yeah, it, it, it kind of it it went to that level where like the Baker House did. In yeah. the beginning of seven, well, the first half of seven, which I think is probably the fir- the best first half in a game since probably Resident Evil Two. I, I thought I thought that I thought that this first half of seven was so strong. It's up there at Resident Evil Two, but Resident Evil always has this. I don't know why they do this, but they always split the game into like two halves that are like completely different. Well, this one they like split it into like seven pieces. It's like it's like the Triforce of Resident Evil games. It's like they, they tried something different with each like quadrant of the game. Whereas like that's the downfall of most Resident Evil games to me is the second act. The first act is always very strong, and the second act is always like, all right, well we get to this final area where the final boss is. You have to do the final run around, get the final key, open the final area, and fight the final boss. It's just it's just never as good as the lead up. Going off of your second act, do you ever notice that with almost a majority of Resident Evil games, the second act always involves some sort of creature in the water, whether it's an alligator? Yeah, like, but they have they, they, like come out, they like aquatic bio monsters in their second act. The one in this in eight were freaking annoying and scary. That that part was scary. That was scary. Shit. The big water. Yeah, I don't know where we're at. The spy. I don't know. I think the dialogue took me out of that fight with that monster because the whole entire time I just thought of like a very raspy Bobby Boucher from Waterboy talking about mama. <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's like, I'm number one. Mama, mama, mama said, mama, mama's going to love me more than you. So I got to kill you. And I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> I was like, he just says mama weird. And that's the first thing. And I was just like, water sucks. <laughs> well, you know, he was very reminiscent of Salzar and, uh, that dude off of Resident Evil Five that goes and he turns into the big water tremors like graboid creature. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's dude, just, Resident uh... Evil games, and I agree, there is a bit of a formula where they start mm. off um, very—I uh, won't say so much atmospheric, but like very environmentally focused—and then they always end up in some manufacturing facility laboratory yeah, some random ass area i think it's for storytelling honestly i think it's storytelling that's it because you want to like, start off give you the world give you the information now that you know everything that's going on they put some action in there because you're like yeah. okay i know what's going on i gotta go through this facility find the vial that's secure but then there's a misdirection halfway through that and they're like oh you thought that you you, you got the whole story we gave you some action you're on the home stretch sorry let's pump the brakes Here's a twist real quick. Enjoy. And here's three more hours of gameplay. Yes, basically. <laughs> yes. Well, this one. So, d- but, Go ahead. Kalai. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say the Benito uh, area. Yes. Uh, since this is the spoiler free uh, version. Yes. I got to that area and I was playing that area on at like uh, on a Thursday morning before I went to work. Jim was literally right behind me. He had a meeting. He's like, I got a meeting. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. This is not scary at all. <laughs> and then I literally, that, that one thing in that section just like made me jump so hard. I almost screamed in the middle of his meeting. Yeah, dude, that section had me friggin'. That was, that was tough. That was, that one, 
the it was effed up to begin with. <laughs> like, yes. Just the nature of it all. And then the um the uh everything, man. Just the, you know, just what you had to do. It was it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um and I I loved just that when when they wanted me to be scared, they took everything from me. You know? Yeah. And then when they said, All right, now back to business, they gave me everything back. And you know, it was it, it didn't overstay its welcome. I didn't, it's not an alien isolation scenario or an outlast scenario where I'm forced to be just stripped down to nothing for the longest time. So uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I thought that it would just added so much. It's like, I, I liken it to songs, right? To albums. Um, we're We're working on our album right now. And I keep telling the guys that like, we'll have these like really high energy songs. And they're they're just go 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 the whole time. I was like, well, then the next song we need to have something that's got some stops to it, maybe a little slower, uh, maybe focus in on things that we want to stand out. Because when everything is high energy, you know, the whole time, your special stuff gets lost, right? Because it's it's all the same. Same thing goes with slow and horror and scary. That when things are always slow and horror and scary, it's like, okay, well. The next thing isn't scary anymore because I've been scared for the past two hours, you know? So this game broke the, broke the map up into sections and it's like every section had a different element. So they, they were given their own time, their own space. So they stood out, you know, like the castle stood out because it was different than house of Benevito, which was different than, you know what I'm saying? The Heisenberg's, factory which was different than the friggin swamp area and one of the things i loved about it is they didn't show you any of that in any of the pre-marketing material they showed you the castle uh lady dimitrescu and her daughters and then they let the fans get crazy with the the dami fantasies and they Mm -hmm. doubled down on it and they just stayed there and so, like Joe said, I was sold a game where I thought I'm going to spend all this time in this castle. You know, I'll spend a small amount of time in the village surrounding it, maybe leading up to it or or, Dude, or heading out of it. They really tricked us. Like, honestly, yes, I, thought, right. I thought she was going to be the main villain of the game. Yeah, like, I, I, I legit no, thought it was the whole entire time. I, I then, still thought that, that that wasn't the end. And then when you actually take her out, I was like, that's it. Like, she's yeah. done. She's right? gone. I like, Did I just speed run the game? Yes, I thought the same thing. And then when you get to the end of the game, you're like, "Wow, they threw me such a curveball!" Because I didn't know I had zero expectations of House of Benevito. I had oh, yeah. zero expectations of the Swamp or Heisenberg. Like I had now, like like nothing. I had nothing for that. I just assumed those were going to be goons in the castle. Exactly. And like I was like, okay, I was like, they don't get their own areas. But then like when I saw like this Mad Max style of like locking people behind gates and like, all right, we're gonna go here, we're gonna go here, we're gonna go here. The only thing the game was missing was like a car to drive there. It's like Don't give oh, them ideas. I mean no, no spoilers yet, but I mean the ending technically oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a wheel, more than one wheel is a vehicle. <laughs> That was a weird section. Uh, that was uh, that threw me off so much, and I wasn't even mad at it because I was just like, it was dope. Actually, I thought it was pretty something inter- like Rage Two or something. I'm like, you know what? I was like, because at this point of the game, I'm like, you know what? 
I'm digging the action. Heis- and the whole Heisenberg stuff carried the second half of the game with, or the latter half with his dialogue and character. I was like, yeah. he should yeah, have been would- in the game though from the beginning, like the whole time. He could have been the main villain and I wouldn't have been mad. Oh, easily. And I any of like, them could have been except yeah. for except for the third one. The the what was the third one? The the Moreau. Yeah, Moreau. Yeah, Moreau. Moreau. Yeah, he was yeah. like his section was so quick too. The mine section. Yeah. The it only was, part. The only part that was kind of annoying with that was the part where you had to you had to put all the like the water bridges up and like. Yeah, is that I? We can count that as a puzzle by definite, but it wasn't. I was just like that was kind of just annoying with like the windmills and the snack because then you know i'm like why would they structurally why would they put a windmill right here the water like the water <laughs> alone in the water those aren't pressure treated boards this makes no sense this is took you, out, took you out of the game right there you were I like, like oh, i was like this is not this, this is not this does not pass zoning code this is horrible <laughs> i and, i thought when like you zip line down at the end of that section i was like oh shit but i didn't grab the crank back so did right? i have you thought the same thing, right? Yes, I did. I thought I was like, oh, because I saw another windmill. I was like, oh no! I did. And it was back in my inventory, and I was like, this game really is just like, almost like you can't fail in solving the puzzles and like continuing to progress, unless you keep getting murdered by enemies. But other than enemies killing you, there's really nothing from stopping you from progressing through this game. I would agree. I, I think that it definitely was laid out with a uh, new new people to the franchise in mind. Would you oh, say yeah. it's like baby's first Resident Evil or no? No. No, I don't think it's that, especially certain sections of the game. Like, you know, I think that mm. it, there is a large chunk of people who won't make it out of House of Benevito. Dude, that was a really good puzzle sequence. Like, that was the best puzzle sequences in the whole game. Yep. I mean, or that not. was like true to its core. Resident Evil, where you have to inspect everything, you got to think about it, you know, like got awesome. to the to that wall, and I'm like, all right, I I understand, and like Kali, I know you said you're not as familiar with the franchise, but like so many of these sections of the game and puzzles, it's like okay, they've taught me the rules in previous installments. Oh my god! And then the twist in that section when you get chased around. Yes. Oh my so, god. That, that was nightmare fuel that whole That was creepy, level. man. Like okay, so just for context, uh how my apartment complex works is there's where it's all open, like not an actual building. So there's three apartment units, you know, in a row and then three behind those and then three on top of those. So it's basically 12 units in each building. I'm on the corner. So to my left is some newlyweds that have a four month old baby behind me is an apartment that has a three-year-old and a two month old. And above me is an apartment that has a six month old and babies cry at all hours of the night. (laughs) Yes. You know where I'm going with this. I do. So obviously for me, I like to play my horror games at night. 7.1 surround sound headset on no lights on. Yes. It's like two, three in the morning. I'm asleep. I just hear it. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, I and I was so out of it. One time I turned like the flashlight app on my phone. I was looking around. I was like, oh, nope. I was like, do I have to hide under the bed? Like, this is can not. We, and it's the first couple of nights. We, it's just. Can we go into this? Can we go into the spoiler portion just so people understand what's going on? Can we talk about this? Or are we right. just not doing spoilers? No, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's go into spoilers. 
Right now, if you are listening to the show and you have made it this far and you don't want it to be spoiled, thank you. This is Loot Bros Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Um, check out Sounds Heavy. Check out all the other stuff we offer. Uh, if you are along for the ride and you want it spoiled or you've already beat the game, here we go. Full on spoilers. Let her rip. That baby was fucking creepy. 100%. And that house, <laughs> Beneviento, I would love to actually have that as like, even if Sony was just like, okay, we're not going to do all of Resident Evil 8 in PlayStation VR for the new PSVR 2. But if they gave us just that section as like a tech demo for PSVR 2 on the PS5, whoa, I'd buy it. I, th- I think we are going to get the whole game in VR. I do. I know, but I just want that one section because honestly, like I would, that's all I would need. I'd be like, nope, I'm done. I'm good. I will never use VR again for the rest of my life because that, that whole section crazy. was like, I have baby PTSD from that section. Like, I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, because babies crying is already in like my top five worst sounds things I hate the most in the world Jeez. already. And then they were just like, boom, let's put that in a game. And then it was talking. It's like, mama. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then the elevator scene when you're in the elevator and it's like right at, I was like, no. Cause oh my God, it almost got me like twice. Because you don't hear it. And then you put the fuse in and all of a sudden it's magically like Goku instantaneous movement like right behind <laughs> you. And I'm like, where'd you come from? This elevator is super slow. Please like back up a bit, you know? Dude, that freaking aborted fetus looking thing chasing you around was the most effed up thing that was straight up nightmare inducing i'm like why would you like i was like what game am i playing again because this is it was so effing loud like i was using my um my sony pulse 3d audio headset and i'll be honest like they're they're good they're not great you know like i think that there's other headsets that are as good or better it's i honestly think my 2018 Sony Golds are a little louder and I like that a little bit better. But man, I had that junk on. I'm like, this freaking thing is killing my soul right now. Like yep. it is screaming <laughs> and crying and shrieking. And then as a couple of times where it's, I screwed up the path and it like chased me all the way back to the, the very opposite end of the building. Oh, oh no. Insane. Well, I, I remember like the one part we had to hide under the bed. Because yep. like if you go in the one room, like you have to hide in the bed or it'll get you. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. You can actually hide under this bed. Yeah. Oh, I never hid under the bed. Oh. The first, the first time I came up to the baby, because I'm so bad at Resident Evils, I was like, I- I'm, I now I am oriented that I want to defend and shoot something. So I was like, can I shoot it? I have no guns, and I just stood there like an idiot. So it ate me. I was like, <laughs> well, that's obviously not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah dude it was crazy yeah. like the the so backtracking a little bit you know with castle dimitrescu and like like that section with her daughters absolutely phenomenal that. is it best was section so the, good yep. and it, it is my over favorite so favorite section of the game still after after playing through the whole thing like just the like just for like context that one area where you have to open the 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 like the um what the hell is it called like the overhatch Yes. Like to let to let the to let the um the air the, the cold like air, the, the cold air in yeah. yeah to freeze them 
Like that was such a cool like twist and mechanic. Just the whole way they set that whole thing up with the daughters, like where you go in the one room and you accidentally shoot the window out by accident. Yes. And then the second one where you have to use the dynamite to blow the wall up to bring the air in, and then the third one with the with the um the skylight. That's what it's called. A freaking skylight. Thank you, Joe. I remembered. And just I thought like that was really cool. I thought the puzzle section with the bells was pretty cool. Yeah, that was interesting because I saw the bells and just shot them for fun. And whenever yeah. they lit up on fire, I was like, oh, I did it the first pattern. three and then I couldn't find the fourth and the fifth one. I was like, where the hell are these? I got I that was the puzzle I missed. I didn't get it at all. I went into that room and I was like, what the hell is this crap? And I left and I had to look up what I missed. And I was like, there's a puzzle in there. And I didn't even get it because I did not look far enough which was totally well, it, my it was, bad it's a subtle hint you have to like you have to read the painting and it tells you that you have that's to light one the of those that they teach you the rules in previous games like it is common it's resident evil 101 to look at all the paintings in a building like that yep. is just straight up from the first yep. game and, so. and i believe resident evil 5 taught you to shoot anything that that's shiny on any yes area. absolutely this <laughs> yeah. is why i shot the bills <laughs> yep that's why i did i was like okay in five you shot all the like the little bsaa emblems i'm like i'm yep. gonna shoot these bells and see what happens yeah that was another was crazy awesome. thing the the goats that they were hidden around yeah. the level yeah they were, they were well hidden they were, and you could hear them. You could hear like the little, very similar to the little bobbleheads in their ladder games. But they were. Oh, that made were, the bobble sound when you went near them. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's like a wood creaking sound. But well, yeah. wasn't there bobbleheads in this one too? There's bobbleheads and there's the goat, isn't there? No, it's just the goat would be the equivalency of the bobbleheads. Maybe I think there was one bobblehead just as a nod. Like yeah, an Easter yeah, egg. it's in the um, it's it's an Easter egg in the uh house in the very house. beginning. Yes. Which, yes. speaking of the house, if you go into his little library area and in his office, in Ethan's office, there are books on like architectural designs and things like that from like Richard Spencer and like yep. the guy who designed the um, original um, mansions and things like that. Like, there are so many Easter eggs in the beginning of that game. I like that. I like the the trophy tip where like you have to kick the ball from the one room into the other room. Yeah. Yeah. Goal, <laughs> goal, yeah. which is dumb, but I loved it. And then, how about uh, jumping forward to the um, to the uh, the Heisenberg fight? You know, we we mentioned this. Whoa, earlier. Wait, 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 go back, wait, go back real quick because we didn't even talk about the beginning of the game. Like the beginning, <laughs> really beginning of the game was crazy. Yes, it, it was pretty crazy. It was like it starts off with you holding a baby. And you're like, what the what? What are we yeah, doing? Like, what are, we, what are like, we doing here? I was like, I missed something. Like, what did I do? Well, I mean, I know how the babies are. Obviously, when a man mm. loves a woman and then they uh, they kiss. Yeah. And- no, <laughs> but um, because this uh, before I forget, going back to the beginning of the game, but also to a question we asked about Wesker. I feel like Chris is kind of this the new like, Wesker. Yeah. Like if you look in the phasing side, like seven going forward is like not a reboot. It's just a new arc within Resident Evil. Right. And I was like, he kind of has Wesker vibes. I mean, cool, cool overcoat. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool t shirt. I'm glad that he was big. He's kind of like, swole. He's kind of swole. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he could punch a boulder. <laughs> and um i was just like i kind of was getting wesker like how he even though like towards the end of the game he does talk about how he's trying to just keep ethan out of it to 
protect. He doesn't need to lose any other people. But leading up to that, you just think he's a douchebag. Like, until yep. everything's revealed to you. So the other time, I'm like, is Chris the bad guy? Because technically his DLC in 7 was called Not a Hero. And I was like, right. is he going to get DLC in 8 called Definitely Not a Hero? Like, because <laughs> I'm the villain. Not a yeah. Hero. I'm the villain DLC. Cause he, yeah, because he definitely has, especially when you realize from a longevity storytelling standpoint, Westgrove was a double agent. He wasn't really with stars. It's not, it's kind of like, and he's technically in the reformed umbrella, blue umbrella. Because he's technically not Which a they part still of the BSA. Explained. Yes. Apparently, he's not a part of the BSA anymore. Technically, his right. is like a rogue group. So it's kind of like, well, is he really working with Blue Umbrella, or is he a double agent too? Really, still work? So it's like there's parallels to his character development with Wesker's. The only difference is we never got Wesker's side from the beginning. He's always a villain, and like we talked about before, it'd be nice to play as Wesker to get that. Because right now, Chris is towing that line where I'm like. I think he could be the new Wesker. Yeah, it's Which like what are they be... doing? No, it's like what are they doing? It's like what are they doing with him? And is that a plot device to bring Jill back? Is that oh. how they're? Is that how they're going to oh. do that? Like, He's is she going to go? Sandwich. Is she going to go hunt him down to be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, why are you? Why? Why are you like this? Why? Like, and I like I want to see that, but I feel like that's not even where they're going because when you see the end of the game, it's like, oh shit, this is where we're going. Okay. This is interesting and like we'll get to that. But I, I just think like it, they did so many things in this game that I never thought they would do. And just even the way they wrap up this like this story, like it's wrapped up in two games, like and going forward, it's going to completely go in another direction, which I think is is pretty insane to think that like we got a two game arc and that's all we're getting for this. These characters. In, in a sense, in a sense, yeah, in a sense. Let's not throw everything out right now, yeah. but like, yeah, I get <laughs> it's like it's just the beginning, of the, like going back again to the beginning of the game, like like watching everybody get shot up. And I was like, what? I was like, this that was is the biggest shocker. And the older thing was that I was like, wait, I was like, they're just because like I was confused. So I was like, Mia's back. And I was like, man, she's really temperamental. And then I was like, that dinner looks good. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no garlic bread, no cheesy bread. I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> and then I was like, then I like, go put her to bed. And then like Daryl said, all the Easter eggs of the books and the office is that. And I'm like, this is really cool. Like, and I was like, yeah, but like, when's the bad stuff going to happen? But <laughs> I, was, was, I was like, I was like, oh man. And then when you get to the end and you see the twist there, like the twist before the twist involving oh, like, yeah, so twisty. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? It's like they lie to Ethan like the entire game. They lied to yes. us for two games. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, they at which point did she get switched? Exactly. So, it's so, like we don't know. Okay, so that was wild because it was like, all right, the whole the whole time I'm playing the game, I'm like, what the freak is going on with Ethan's hands? You know, right? I like, said that in the beginning, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I kind of see where this is going." But are they really doing this? Well, I said, wait, I said I... that with uh, with in seven though, because like he got his freaking hand chopped off, and then it's just like glued, like stapled it back on. That. I can answer that uh-huh. because I looked it up. There was a hidden Easter egg you had to find in seven that explains why his hands were regrowing 
because Ethan has the same serum in him as Mia. He took enough of the serum that gave him the regenerative abilities. And I saw on the internet, because I had to look this up, that there was an Easter egg of a uh, a portion of the story that you had to really find to figure this out, which I thought was stupid. So I was hoping that one of you guys who play the games would have found it, but apparently you did not. I, well, I, I looked it up before, after 7. Like, I went through, like, because I was avoiding spoilers for 8, but I always go on deep dives of, like, you know, like me and Daryl, we talked about the Resident Evil podcast that we like and this and that. Well, I watched a few YouTube videos where people just go in like lore and deep diving. And yeah. I found a couple of videos where people were deep diving into seven before eight came out, but still shying away from eight spoilers. And they were talking about how like in seven, Ethan isn't like a lot happened that wasn't just handed to you as a story standpoint. It was more implied. I would love for them to go back and do all that. Like put all that together, if, 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 whether they do it as DLC or whether they like put it out as a separate standalone game, like even like a like a two or three hour game, like a forty dollar yeah. game, Thank maybe like that. a seven, like and well not a seven hour game because this was like seven hours, Bring like nine hours back. Right? Umbrella Chronicles, yeah, like an on-rail shooter with PSVR with well, PSVR. The thing was this is like so in seven, right? He gets his hand chopped off, and I'm like, all right, what the freak is that all about? Okay, so like I understand what's happening there, um, but it was like playing this game, and then he gets his freaking hands chopped off more than once. You know, he gets his, well, he gets his fingers chopped off, and because they were bitten off and not given back to him, he couldn't put them back on. But I'm just like, like what the crap, man? And then like uh, Lady Dimitrescu freaking stabs him in his leg and drags him around. Right. I'm like, the whole game, I'm like, okay. This dude is some form of the mold, like not mold itself, but like he has been because, you know, they don't necessarily usually go back with Resident Evil games. They don't go back and say, all right, we're going to use an old strain to tie in with the new strain. It's pretty much like everybody is kind of whatever the new thing is. Yeah. So I was like. All right, you know, he's he's some he's infected. He's something. He's gotten special abilities or something. But then this freaking dude like um get, keeps putting his body parts back on with just a little bit of freaking F8 water. And I was like, what say, is, is, like, is that like a solve? Like what is that liquid? Is that one of those like cure all things from like eighteen yeah, hundreds? Like but yeah, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I thought it was pretty interesting. But then I was like, man, this is freaking nuts that that's the you know, like this whole that, that he keeps happening. I'm like, surely you're going to explain it. And in the end, when they do explain it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. But then the thing with Mia, that one did throw me for a loop because, I, again, I'm waiting on the payoff. Like, okay, why did Chris shoot her? Like, what's going on? But I, I didn't expect for it to be like, you know, that she was swapped out. And then someone did a body double kind of thing. And then, you know, you get into that like laboratory in the caverns or whatever, and you start reading all the paperwork and you find out that Miranda was like, she's actually really freaking old. And she had met with um, one well, of she's the, the She's the lady that you meet in the beginning of the game that you don't even know. Right. Like, you don't even realize right. that that's her. And it's crazy. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and then you find out that like because she, she was with Spencer, right? Yeah, she met with Richard Spencer, and she was studying the mold back then. And so she Spencer, was trying to find a cure for it. Remember, like, yeah, like she was trying daughter. to help. She well, she was trying to help the village. She was trying to save the village, and then to save the village, they had to infect the people. So it was like it was crazy. I was like, oh shit! And then that's why the village got quarantined off, and it, it explains like everything so quickly. Like I was like. Man, this is like a rush of information. Like, yeah, I don't know if I really like my brain like exploded. I'm like, whoa, like, seven did the same thing though. I I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like once once like you get past that the first section, the good section of the game, I like to call it, and you get to the boat and they start revealing everything, and I'm like, yeah. this is stupid, and I'm like, I like I the reveal like the di- part. The really, I like the dialogue sequence of the boat area with like Chris is like, oh, I'm surprised you made it this far. That, I like that too. Like when you get there, he's like, "Oh, didn't expect you to make it." He's like, "Crap, this guy." Yeah. But it like, but it like literally, <laughs> but it literally tells you what he thinks about Ethan. Like, like, like flat out. Like, yeah, this guy's a scrub. Like, how? I, is yeah. he- <laughs> I just want to point out. So, like, when I first like towards the end of the game, when Mother Miranda shows up and like shows, I guess her true form that she wants Which you to see. A awesome boss fight. Her final All, form. Oh well, but she's like has her wings but she's not like expanding out yet all i thought of was because i just i watched too many movies and i love the 80s all i thought of was like the childlike empress from the never ending story if she just grew up <laughs> listening to lacuna coil and drinking absolute <laughs> ribbon <laughs> like legit because like i was out of a girl i was like dude like look i was like she, she's like is that the, the 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 empress from never ending story i'm like no I mean, it could be. I was like, give her a case of Paps, give her some Lacuna Coil, get her a little <laughs> angsty, a little angry, a little Courtney Love in there. I mean, that could be her. And oh she's like, gosh. she's like, but she has like wings. I'm like, oh, well, everyone at Capcom is a fan of Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of the whole other time. And then like, but like her character was like, that was like we said before, they don't usually go back that far, but the tie into Spencer and basically meaning that like Spencer had this so it's like he kind of so they're kind of saying like this mold stuff is what started everything yeah they're saying the like the village is ground zero basically yeah and the mold is what eventually led to the t-virus and this and that so i'm like okay but at yeah, the same so time I'm like that- if they knew about it should it have they, they, they that should have been taken care of a while ago see but that's that okay so that's where chris comes back in right so like is Chris concealed did, as like stars in like the BSA? Like, did they cover all this up for years? Like, did they know about this place and just covering it up? And is Chris coming in to pick up the pieces because people found out about it? Or she's so, making too much progress. Yeah. Here, here was my problem with that. So to me, this felt like this game was a an actual prequel if everything started at the village. And that's what confused me and why I want to go back and play the games. But it's not because in the timeline, it still takes place after everything. And how the hell is Chris still like look that good for his age? Because like you look at the timeline, like he would be way older. Don't worry. Okay, everyone's worried about Lady Demetrius. (laughs) But Chris is Chris has always been swole. He takes care of himself. I I, I think he's on a plant based diet like myself. I probably (laughs) just a lot of egg whites, maybe got to be swole to punch boulders. Yeah, like he's on a training regiment. No one else can like. Or he took. He ate the mold too. He's doing his duty. I'm convinced we're going to find out that Chris is juicing on some progenitor 
Yeah, the same thing that the Wesker was on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because if you think about like, okay, this is going way back. But like, if you go back to freaking like Code Veronica, like him and Wesker go, they get in some physical altercations, you know, from Resident Evil One, Code Veronica, Resident Evil Five, and like. You know, he he gets the best of Chris. And then every time Wesker's abilities, you know, kind of like get better and better, Chris is like, he he gets bigger in the next game. So I'm not wondering, oh, yeah. and me and Donnie often joked about this uh, on 2236, that like Chris has been juicing, trying to oh, get definitely. ready, you know what I'm saying, to, for that next big Wesker fight, mm-hmm. which would make sense if they ever did want to turn Chris and make him the next big bad guy, which I don't think they can. I, I really don't think that would happen. If if he's a bad guy, it's not going to be intentionally. But, um, but you know, like an anti-hero type situation. So yeah, can we get like to the ending of the game? Because I am so confused about that, and I really want to know the answer. Okay. Uh, what is with the ending of the game? So we're just going to speed past, like. Well, I figure. <laughs> I figure we could jump back to it. We I mean, jump back. Right. Right. I don't know if we really want to talk about weird. All right, where do you where, where do you want to start, Kali? Do you want to start from the twist, or do you want to start from? Yeah. What? Like, well, where... what's the twist? Daryl, Ethan. Okay, so yeah, Ethan. Ethan Ethan is is mold, you know. Like the big twist was he's not a real person; that he is he's mold, um, and that right. So let's start with that. So that confused me because they said he was he had died. So he died the last game and just magically came back. The mold brought him back. The mold, mold brought him yes. back. He died in seven when in like the the house basement area. So the here's the question, and I guess because I have a science background, I have to fucking ask this. Does that mean that Mia was pregnant in seven because while he was still alive, or can the mold actually reproduce? I don't, I don't think know. he was hundred percent mold. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I would imagine that like the mold just reincarnates you because the whole concept behind Resident Evil has always been like rebuilding your cells, you know to make super soldiers. It's always been about 100%. how do we manipulate these strains of viruses that we've created it, um, with regenerative properties. It's, but again, uh, so, it, if you, if you like take this game into account, Daryl, it seems like it was all trying to fix a problem first and well, it didn't. And then it mm. spun out of control. So they were trying to save, you know, the daughter and then it spun out of control. And then he infected the whole village by accident, basically. And, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it's crazy to think like how it all just spiraled out of control. But that's and the same it, way the T virus w- was the same thing because the T virus came from a different, you know, William Birkin and all their research for yep, the trying to progen- save, yeah. yeah, yeah, for the progenitor virus. So and then and but it always ends up in the same place. Okay, we can create weapons out of this now. <laughs> why why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. So now with, now who who was the guy at the end? The guy at the end in the in the, the walking down the street. I at the end with the with the, the SUV. So that um, was just an agent. Yeah, the, who was, that was a regular security guard. Yeah, because um, Ethan's daughter, which is no, no, no well, I'm not talking about the guard. I'm talking about because Matt said, "Don't you know who the guy was at the end?" I said, the, "What guy?" I the said, guy walking down the street that they drove by that was standing there. 
at the very end, they go into the sunset, and at the sunset, yeah, there's a guy standing there on the side of the road, Mm -hmm. right? And so he's like, "Don't you know who that is?" And I was like, "No, no, who is that?" So now, like, I need to know who is that. Does anyone want the spoilers? I'll say, say it. It's Ethan. It's Ethan. If you if you have it on PC on Steam, there's a Steam Workshop mod for it that gives you photo uh, uh, like a high def photo mode. If you take a photo, zoom in this hat, it's Ethan. You could even see the missing fingers, the scarring on his hand, and everything. Because hmm. if he's mold, he's basically Clayface from Batman. He right. We, I assumed that's what it was, but on PlayStation, I don't have those tools. But then why is she at, I guess they have to keep it a secret that he's dead? Or, or, he just, or he's keeping it a secret or he's himself. keeping a secret. Well, yeah. Well, you got to think now. His daughter is not just his daughter. Yeah. That is Eve from Seven. Yep. So it, I would imagine because Eve was was patient zero for being able to control the mold. If Ethan is back, it's because Eve wants him back. I don't know that he could bring himself back. If that makes sense. Now everyone keeps we obviously we're talking about eight, but everyone keeps saying now because of the ending and Chris, like we're the next game is going to be Chris because Ethan's quote unquote gone, or it's going to be playable as her. Yeah, I don't really care what they're going to do with nine. Cause like eight is still new. That's yeah. Minimum three years out the door oh, before absolutely. that happens. We'll get it, two spinoffs and a remake yeah. before we get the, I get hope nine. so. I hope we get Cove Veronica next. They, yes. Yep. Uh, or, or outbreak. Let's, let's, you know, fingers yeah. crossed. Let's be optimistic. But so yeah, that was supposed to be Ethan. And but going back but to, we're not going to, we're not going to get another game with Ethan though. We don't know that. Come on now. It's said at the very never, end. It said you, his you story never, is over. You, yeah, but his wife and his daughter are still around. So it could be their story, but he's a garnish on the side. But his uh, daughter is Eve. Oh my god, there's just so much yeah. I cannot I cannot process. Here. Like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot when you go into like the lore of Resident Evil, like you can't just take everything at face value. There are a nope. l- Capcom puts a lot into these games. That's why the franchise has lasted over twenty three years now We're, yeah it's up there and 96 but, was the first game oh yeah so a lot more than that so yeah 25 um but there's so before the ending and this that and right like i mean we skipped over you know frog one this that it's only because like i feel like they didn't really add, like after creepy baby house i feel like there was a lull in the game 100%. until until we got the little tv and Heisenberg's just like go to the stronghold and get go ahead, just take my 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 flask. I don't even care. Just go retrieve it for me. Now, mind you, everything leading up to getting into the stronghold, getting the flask, I hated it. it was very oh, we didn't even generic. talk. About, we didn't even talk about the flasks yet. Like, I know. Totally I, skipped over that. Yeah, the flasks like and that was a low period. Once you get his flask, like getting to it was low, but like I still feel like not enough of the flask stuff was explained. Did you? Oh, they didn't really explain how or why. Realistically, yeah. they uh, had the whole baby. It's they funny. had a whole baby already. Well, it's funny. It's funny because they like lied to him. Basically, like I feel like the flasks were empty. They were empty. There was really nothing to them. Yeah, like honest, three D printed. <laughs> well, it, it could have like, just been that the flasks were keys that the baby was never even a part of it. Correct. It was all a ploy to get him there. Yeah. But what I'd also get is like, yeah, because they needed hit like the blood and everything else. Because I was like, 
Okay, so they use the flask alarm because I'm like, if if one of the lords has the flask and the flasks open the altar to get, wouldn't Miranda just be like, hey guys, can you bring me the flasks, please? Thank you. Like, because <laughs> she wanted to start the ritual anyways, but obviously she needed Ethan yeah. to do that. But the flasks, like, I, that's one thing I felt like they were just an interesting plot device, but they weren't explained it, enough. Where like halfway through, I was like, these are empty. That's no, that was my thing. They never, yeah, I just, they were dumb. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's body parts in them, but I'm like, yeah. are they really reconstructing a baby? Well, no. Yeah. And then, I was like, again, I've seen a baby in a flash before. I played Death Stranding. <laughs> and then, it's like, <laughs> then it's like, why? Like, that was the big thing. It's like, why? Like, Ethan never, ever asks why. He just does. It's like, oh. Like, why would my baby be chopped up into four or five pieces in these flasks? And then how is collecting them going to get her back if she's already been chopped yeah, up? Yeah, and then oh, we he always asks Chris why for no reason. But it's yeah, usually like, Chris, you why are do you doing me this? Too, like you did my wife? And I was like, that's a double meaning right there, buddy. You have to be careful. You should have stopped halfway through that sentence, sir. You should snap a caption of that and put that online. Yeah. I'm sure there's already memes. Oh, dude, there's so many memes, but yeah. So, but yeah, uh, outside of the, that, that was just a dumb plot device. Like you said, just to kind of get from point A to point B. And it was a nice little, which was, was funny. Cause me and my brother were on a discord call during the whole game, but he was like an hour or two ahead of me. So he would say, Whoa, things are happening. And we would, I'd kind of stop talking. And then he, you know, I'd get to a part where things were happening and he'd stop talking. And then he goes, dude, that's freaking weird. I'm like, what? And he's like, you're going to have to go find some stuff. It's weird. And then I'm like, oh, my chopped up baby. Oh, that's effed up. This was, it was, a, it was I, wild, dude. I feel like it's Resident Evil and it's Capcom. They just put that in there because they always need you to go collect something, uh-huh. whether it's the keys with different wings on them. But they're like, oh, that was cool. Though. I like that. Oh, I, no. like how, I like how it was but one key. But it wouldn't have worked for them to just be like, oh, you have to just go get the key. It's like, all right, whatever. But it's like, if you have to go get these flasks that have various parts of your baby, then yeah, oh, <laughs> while, while you're there, get a key. And then I also like, and then Duke the whole entire time was just kind of like an underrated character who was helping progress the story. Just yes, like he was. He almost was throw away comments here and there, but he was like, because when they said, oh, this is Duke the merchant, when they, you know, did the reveal, I was like, Oh, great. Another merchant. That's like, why are you here just to sell me upgrades and stuff? But then I'm like, oh, he talks and he actually kind of like when he was in the big master bedroom area just sitting on the bed. And it's like, wait, what? I was like, (laughs) how did he I was like, how did he get out of the thing and around? I was like, yes. this makes no sense, but it was okay. awesome. He was bigger than the rooms he was in sometimes. How about that throwaway line where he made about, uh, what are you buying? He's like, or what was he saying? What are you buying? What are you selling? And he was like, uh, one of my old friends used to say that. Oh, yeah, no, I, that was, I, I got that person like, ah, I was like, I, under, I was like the whole cat. I'm like, I understood that reference. Yes. Like, yes. That but was no, cool. he was, that's another thing too, the upgrade. Like you got really OP in this game with the upgrades. Once you got the rifle and the, like the little grenade launcher thing and you just, pump your money because they kind of gave you money if you were getting headshots this and that you're getting crystal skulls and this and that and every boss basically dropped at least one item that would sell for a crap ton of money and you could combine some of the items and make like super jewelry yeah and then it's like you sell them and then it's like okay like i was loaded and i'm like yeah let me just 
yes, there's a progression where it's like you had to get to a certain part, then more upgrades would be unlocked. But it was like, okay, I got this rifle before, right before the end of the mansion. And then I got to fight the weird digi evolution version of Dami Mommy. And I'm like, oh. yeah. Like, Dude, I went Mega all in on my 1911, and that was the best oh. game, gun of the game. I freaked yeah. My 1911 was yeah. bad, dude. Once you got that extended mag, too, in that little side yeah. house towards the end, it's just like, all right, now it's like, no, no need for this. And then you beat like, the game, and you're like, oh, unlimited ammo for that next playthrough. Game's over. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, and then Chris's section, where you get that freaking super-powered Dragoon yeah. AR, and I'm like, dude, dude like, oh, I, I wish you get that for free. That was basically <laughs> God mode. It was running through the frigging village, just destroying everything. And like, how about that night vision? That night Dude, how vision cool was, was that section awesome. though. After the, after the twist, you're like, all right. So if he's dead, what am I gonna do for the rest of the game? I was <laughs> oh, like, I'm just gonna go kill everything inside down a village. I was, and like, I was like, why did he just do that in the first place? Anyways, like he could have just saved a lot of time if he just dropped in <laughs> that gun and just lit up the whole village. Or, or or like let like or let my man borrow some weaponry and be like, right. all right, here here's this cool gun. If you're gonna do what you're gonna do and you're not gonna just stay behind, like I keep telling you here, have this weapon. It's like you only need half a bullet to kill someone. It's like just go ahead. Cause I get it, they didn't want to drop in, you know. There's there there are like innocent civilians there, but let's face it, they're all dead now. So it's like <laughs> you could have just mowed the place down and just they could have just plant drop the bomb. We don't have to plant bombs underneath. Oh man, they friggin' that that part was awesome. And my brother, he was like, "Dude, when you get to this part, he goes, they made this for you." And I was mm. like, "Okay, cool." And then I get there, I'm like, "Oh, Chris Redfield, straight up Call of Duty with night vision." Like, yep that they that was that was for me. I would Thank play a full on. game like that. I would play a full standalone game, dude, like that. that. Was nuts. Because that's what so not much, a hero should have been. Yeah, because we have so much like time frame of Chris not being around. I was like. I know they don't usually do prequel stuff, and the, but like I would gladly play a Chris Redfield game that's like that. Make it like four person co op, like a Battlefield Bad Company style or something oh like that. My and gosh. Just, mm, just call it like Blue Umbrella or Umbrella Blue or whatever. Just call it whatever you want. Chris's Bravo Train, like assholes punching boulders. Like I don't care yes. what you call it. Just like have a four person co op where you just get to mow through everyone. Which is crazy. What's crazy to me, right, is that the freaking um, they do all these little spinoffs with Resident Evil, but they're never that good. Like, you want to do like Resident Evil spinoffs that are high octane and freaking crazy shooting? Um, just do that. Like, even Mercenaries isn't that good. Yeah, like that section was in it just awesome. And again, it to me, it like what I thought was so brilliant about the game is they constantly did that. It's like, oh, here's momentum and pace. Okay, you did that for an hour or two. Now I'll do this, and then you did that for an hour or two. Now do this, and it was just like, to me, it was like, what a way to be refreshing and new. And it's like, oh, whereas the village with a uh, village with Resident Evil Seven, I was just like. This the the pace was like slow and creepy the whole time. I feel like seven had to be that way though. Like seven would not have worked how eight was. I mean, I can't disagree with you because I I don't I don't know any different. You know, because I mean, if you look back at it, like look at Resident Evil one compared to two, compared to three, yeah, and then like because if I if we split in sections, it's a 
outside of zero and code Veronica and stuff like that, it's like Resident Evil one, two, and three. Then we yep. got four, five, six. Now we got yep. seven, eight, possibly nine. And then we have the ones in between and on the side, but it's like one out of one, two, and three was probably the slowest. Yeah. And then two had the two different characters to play as two different points of views from the story. A, a lot little more, more action story lore. Yeah. A lot more action. Then we had three, which was fast paced. Cause you got nemesis constantly trying to touch your butt. Yep. Going straight. for and, Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. Two fingers. And <laughs> it's just like, it's like, Nope, we got it. Like now what's, you know, four, four, I don't, I hate four, so I don't even care. Uh, then there's five, which is amazing with co-op and easily one of the best resident evil ever made. Six had basically was like an anniversary where it's like everybody from everything is in here and there's so many yep. different story arcs you can play as all these different characters but it was Le- like leon's campaign that was very fast paced and good chris wesco like all those were really good and then seven was like okay we're gonna reimagine here's first person we're gonna slow it down we're gonna make it real creepy because let's face it resident evil seven worked as how it was because p the silent hill pt got canceled so yep. they had no competition. So they're like, let's just make it super creepy. Because I didn't realize it until after I finished 8 when I was reading articles about it. I guess they purposely made 8 less creepy. Oh, yeah. Because the feedback. And, I didn't know and, that. and that, was even, that was even my feedback, too. Like, I thought 7 was scary and hard. Like, I, I thought that the game itself, like, I never had ammo. I, I started the game on normal. I never had ammo in 7. I was always running from something. And it just was not as fun to play it was to me it was very intense which is good i mean that's a good thing yeah but that that's not a game that i want to go back and play again you know eight i can't wait to go back and play like i'm like oh man i am ready to play i'm waiting i think i'm gonna wait until i get like because i've already played on pc i think i'm gonna wait and like i could get it on the series x playing 4k but like it's those things like if they like I'm holding out because I do like I have the track record. I do want to play it on PlayStation. I do want to wait till I get a PS5. But it's one of things like I might just cave in and play it on PC. But I did just start Resident Evil Three again, the remake. Yeah, because I never finished it, and I was like, let me play this again. And well, there's an interesting. It. There's an interesting fact about the uh, PC version that I suspect has to do with the PlayStation version of Resident Evil Eight, and that's that the Resident Evil 8 can be played on a system without a graphics card. Wait, what? It, oh, is, that, act- is that a joke? No. Well, it was yes and no. They do. They did actually make the game so you don't need a graphics card in your PC to play Resident Evil 8. Is that like that play? cloud thing they did with freaking control on the Switch? No, no, it's oh. literally you don't need a graphics card. So the only reason I could think of them to do that is so they could port it to PlayStation. That that's where the joke that, comes in, right? That's the yes, uh, that's where the joke comes in. I don't I don't joke with Resident Evil unless it's about punching boulders. So there's that. I don't yeah. joke about Resident Evil unless it's punching boulders or Jill yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to get about- real in the weeds, a Claire sandwich from Revelations 2. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say, Revelations 2 is such a hidden gem. Funny yeah, I story. Agree. I went out with Matt, a good friend Matt, who of course plays Resident Evil, and his wife, who who is my absolute best friend. We went out to dinner one night and Matt doesn't drink so when we went out he's like look I'll be designated driver so you guys don't have to worry about it we're like oh thanks so he's driving 
my other friend Carl's in the front seat. And me, Jim, and my girlfriend Veronica are in the back seat. And I was like, can I be in the middle? Because she calls me her wife. She's my wife. And my husband's on my left now. My wife is on the right. And I turn to Matt and I say, hey, look, I'm a Jill sandwich. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, more importantly, is your friend Veronica's phone sa- number saved in your phone as code Veronica? Yep. Ooh, no, no, Should she's be. not. Mm. Yep, doing life wrong. Well, his her uh, Matt listens to our show. She sometimes listens, but Matt listens to our show. So, Matt, is it code Veronica? Let us know. Yep, should it be. Should, if it's not, it should be. Yep, you should change <laughs> it. All right. So, I guess since we've been doing this thing for several hours now, are there any final thoughts you guys want to throw out there? Any, any anything else you want to end this this uh, section of the show with? Because overall, man, I think that our discussion has been great. I think we've dug into some cool stuff. I love the game and I am going to play the crap out of it. Definitely going to platinum this game. Definitely. Uh, I just want to say when I say it's my least favorite, except for Resident Evil 4, that is not a negative thing because I actually love just about every Resident Evil game mm-hmm. except for four. So that's not bad. Like it's just tough to really place it that high when we've got so many good and with the remakes too that have come out, it's like it's I, very. I think four is the only Resident Evil game I didn't fully enjoy. Everything else I've always enjoyed. I just, like I said, I hyped it too high in my head after seven, and I thought we were getting a creepy Castle Grayskull mansion, and it was pleasantly surprising. We got a death unicycle or tricycle with a chainsaw and a a freaking rail gun on it. Yeah, which, yep. which, and that, you know, was wild. <laughs> that was okay. I was like, when I okay, when that happened, I instantly thought if they could do a Resident Evil, like put this vehicle in the next Twisted Metal game as like a pre-order <laughs> bonus. <laughs> yes. It's Chris or Ethan riding around on that. I was like, yes. It's like you got this little chainsaw railgun mech. Like it, it's like Chris is like, yeah, I would have raided the village earlier, but I was building this thing. Yeah, he's like, hand me the wrench and I'll tell you what's really going on. And I'm like, I don't want to know what is going on. I want to know what the hell that is. Like, what is that you're working on? And then he's like, well, I'm building these guys. Yeah. And I was just like, when did he become a mechanic? I was like, I was like, is is he just reading a lot of books in his free time? Like, he's just (laughs) lifting. He's like lifting weights in in one hand and like reading a book in the other. Just like, yeah, just learn how to, uh, you know, becoming a whole engineer now yeah so i thought it was awesome man i think that um i gotta let it marinate a little bit longer and i I gotta play through it again but i think it's it's definitely top five for me it could be top three og resident evil 2 is always gonna be my favorite um resident evil 5 is my second and then man i thought four was my third but dude this might be this might be this might be it man because like this it just has all the markings of the second Resident Evil in that trilogy. And they always do that when it's the mixture of the horror and the action. It's the, they really go heavy on story, you know, like two, five and eight have so much to lore to the universe, you know, like those, those are some story heavy games. So um, that also brings up a concern for nine for me then, 
because yeah, let's face it, the third not. ones, yeah, three, six, I was like, and six uh, like, goes off the rails so far that it's like six. Wasn't there like a robot T Rex thing in six? No, if it I remember was a, the t- it was the manifestation of the virus. The dude turned into a T Rex. Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm just like I. I was like, now I'm like, oh no, nine's going to have some weird shit in it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully because they set the stage for this to be like such a powerful trilogy. Like it seems like it's intentional. Whereas the other games, it was a combination of let's one up the last game and let's continue to tell the story. It seems like, like seven, eight and what could be potentially nine seem very intentional. Like they're they're trying to tell a specific story and it all seems to work together. We'll see. Yeah. Uh I just have to say that as someone who's new to the series, I liked both seven. I liked eight a little bit better. But what makes this uh one particularly special is the fact that I got to come on a podcast and do a spoiler cast with everybody. I have yep. never been able to do a spoiler cast because after a while, I will totally forget the game. So we did this quick enough that I did not forget it. That's awesome. I'm glad. I guess we, I'm assuming we lost Joe. No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, dang. Old sleepy Joe over here. No, I'm good. I'm awake, actually. Uh, I thought overall it was a really good Resident Evil game. Uh, it, it, it wasn't the true form that Resident Evil 7 was and I was kind of miffed with that because like they set such a good groundwork I thought they were just going to continue like pushing the pedal to the metal and in some cases they did in some cases they didn't so I'm I'm just excited to see where they go with the franchise Resident Evil 9 honestly heck yeah so yep awesome awesome well thank you guys thank you uh, Mark for coming on here and talking with us I'm glad that we were able to do this it is always a blast uh, getting together and podcasting with you, Joe and Kalai, you know, you guys are extremely valuable members of this team to me. I'm you know, glad to have you. Ne- I appreciate next, next, you guys. Next time my fucking mic will work for the whole episode. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll, 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 we'll do it ahead of time and get it all. It sounds situated. so good now, man. It's crazy. It's, I just want to hear you talk. Right. <laughs> so awesome. Well, this is Loot Bros podcast. Please check out our stuff. This is going to be a big beefy Loot Bros podcast. So, um this is awesome um check out sounds heavy that is my other show uh check out uh what's the what's the thing you and you and Corey are doing joe <laughs> what's one thing we, oh what thing me and Corey are what doing? y'all doing like uh streaming games together or something like that oh the date's not finalized yet ah, but i will okay. i will keep you guys all posted yeah we're gonna be streaming for charity uh very soon so we're gonna be doing a 24-hour stream or a 12-hour I really stream like with- I really like that Resident Evil stream. That that could happen. We can make that happen. Hey, man, if you need help with that, too, let me know. I, hey, I would love to. So, all right, guys. A Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We are out of here. Check your